Welcome back to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. I am once again your host, Jay Rhodes, accompanied by my co-host, Froves. Froves, it's been a little bit, but we are back in the seats and ready to go. And how are you doing, my man? I'm doing I'm doing good, Rhodes. It's uh, it's good to be back. We had a holiday break and then extension after that, but we're finally back for the Super Bowl. So, Yeah, January's get kind of crazy for me and my work schedule and just stuff going on. And then I had a couple trips, and yeah, we're... We're back. It's February. It is Super Bowl tomorrow, and we will be talking about Super Bowl later. So hang on to your hats about that, folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. We will be talking Super Bowl the second half of this program. All right. So what do you want to start off with then? Uh, hmm. do, I don't do, know. Do we want to lead with Korea? Let's go baseball. Let's talk baseball. This is... It's the most meaningless sport right now. Um, pitchers and catchers to report in four days. Uh, just letting you know. <laughs> so, so how crazy twins, that is. Just letting the Twins know they might want to sign a few of those pitchers. So Yeah, we might not actually have anybody show up when everybody has to report. You don't have any, but yeah. <laughs> um, Minnesota Twins, what the hell are they doing? Uh, I... Okay, so the Korea deal, I can actually understand and appreciate the Korea deal. But only if Arise is still on that team, because you need Arise's bat to even out Correa's uneven bat. Like that's how you make that work. Like you can't have a bunch of strikeout artists that hit the ball hard every once in a while. <laughs> yep. So it was Correa. Like I said, okay with him getting signed. Okay with the contract, even, but not okay with this whole uh, trading Arise for a box of chocolates or whatever the fuck they got. I'm just so confused, man. Like, I don't know. Like, they just okay. So they're they're transitioning right now with the uh, the other Polad, right? He's yeah. kind of being more. He's kind of getting more into the the actual like ownership part of it. Like, he's actually being able to spend some dollars and cents, maybe, or I don't know what his his actual like like what they're allowing him to do now. Apparently, it's more than what it was. I thought they had a new face too, like. So they had it's transitioning to a new pull ad, and then they have like a new face, like up in that, uh, yeah, basically in the ownership family, like basically a figurehead for that ownership family now. That's not yep. a pull ad, but and thank God it's not Joe Mauer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank God. <laughs> and then so they're doing that. They're trying to completely rebrand the team with these absolutely uh, interesting new uniforms. I don't know how I feel about them yet. I like the red belts. I think red belts are kind of cool. I like the pinstripes on the pants. But, man, some of these ones are just gaudy looking. I Honestly, uh, the uh, that blue, like, old font twins one with the TC cap, only one I like. Um, and that's because I like that one. It's like a third jersey or, like, uh, a city jersey or something. Yep. But not, like rebranding the team completely like it's been the twins like with that logo and everything for how long and now we're just hey the the only logo we've won two world series with in all of minnesota <laughs> yes oh, we're yeah, the we're, only we're, we're the only team in minnesota to win championships and we're gonna change it up okay yep, sure it. why not and that no, m that marlins m that we have is the stupidest thing in the entire world yeah why go with the marlins m yeah, I, I don't understand it. 
like I, the TC is good enough. Like if you don't, you don't need the M. You don't need it. The uniforms are hideous. I think the rebranding is hideous. Like just the fact that they're changing what the twins look like completely. It doesn't even resemble the old team, other than that third jersey or whatever. They, like, they, they have the best jersey that the in the history of Minnesota Twins jerseys. That powder blue, and then they got rid of it for this crap. And they're going more red. Like I hate red. I think red should be like the least color on all of our uniforms. Sorry, yeah. Joe. I agree. I agree with you, Rhodes. Like, and I don't give a damn what Joe says when it comes to that. So <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is. Um, I haven't even thought about the uniforms because the team's going to be shit again, so it doesn't really matter. I wouldn't recognize them, so I mean, the only way I'll recognize them is the loss column. So, Well, see, that's the only way they're going to recognize them some of these hideous uniforms. You're like, oh, the Twins are playing today because I'm not watching. Yep, exactly. Oh, baseball, baseball, baseball. We should just get – okay, we should trade the Twins um, for, like, another football team. That way we have two chances to win a championship. I, I would like that idea, but I don't know. Like being a Minnesota fan, like what do you do? Like you can't, we can't not be a Vikings fan. Like, can we? Okay, can we have the other baseball? Oh, can we get an XFL team? Oh, can see, we there trade, you go. Now you're trade, Okay, so we trade the Twins for an XFL team, and they play in Target Field because I still want to go to that stadium and drink beer. Yeah, there you go. Okay, got it. Hey, Rock, uh, hit us up uh, at Norm Sucks Podcast. Um, we would like to buy an XFL team. We would like to trade the Minnesota Twins for an XFL team. <laughs> the entire, the entire roster, everybody, ownership group, everything. We we'll, we have we have the power here at Norman Screen Sucks. So uh, we would like to offer a formal trade right now. It expires in 24 hours. So you better hurry up and take the deal, Rock. Um, the Minnesota Twins for a XFL team to be named later. We have that. We have that kind of power. Yet, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a podcast that. Four people <laughs> pay attention to. Four exclusive oh. people. Oh, actually, hold on. This is something that uh, my daughter brought up and I wanted to bring up too. Um, there was, uh, I want to say, an earthquake that hit uh, Pakistan. Um, this one was a while ago now. It's not this most recent one with Turkey. Okay. Yeah. But uh, we're just, want to throw a shout out to our Pakistani fan and hope he's okay or she. We don't know yep. if it's a he or she, but hope you guys are okay over there in Pakistan as your loyal listeners. Or yes, shout out shout doctor. out to our brothers or sisters in Pakistan that listen. Um, hope you guys are okay. Hope everything is good. And you guys are listening going to be again when watching the Super Bowl, whenever the Super Bowl is on in Pakistan. Right, right. That will I'm, be tweeting, a good one. I'm tweeting out right now to the listeners. We are recording right now. What do you want to hear? Or do you have any questions? And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Road Dog, but this will be released before Super Bowl tomorrow. We will. I will turn and flip this like a mofo um, because I have nothing else to do tomorrow morning besides watch pregame. And I will flip this recording into before the Super Bowl starts. Sometime around the pregame show. And uh, so since we are on, I'll transition from the Twins because, quite frankly, there's just nothing good about the Twins. No. And uh, continue to something else that's all things that suck about Minnesota sports. Um, so the guy who uh, 
we hated for years upon years. Norm Green. Upon years. Oh, no, not. not. <laughs> I mean, yes, him. Actually, this guy came around right when Norm Green sold the, the team. So that actually makes sense. But uh, Brett Favre. And. Who? 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 Yeah. We're going there. Yeah, we're going there. All right. So. We, I believe we've always spoke on the allegations about uh, what Brett Favre's done, so I'm not going to go too deep into them. They've been covered. Um, they're, we're waiting yeah. on findings. We're waiting on uh, his side of the story. Um, lots we're waiting on with that whole story. But uh, Brett Favre came to Minnesota. We adored him. Now that dude is just a straight-up scumbag. Um, just found out on Thursday, or, yeah, Thursday, that uh, Brett Favre has decided to file a lawsuit against Pat McAfee, Shannon Sharp, and some auditor in Mississippi. The media. He's suing the media. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> no. So with, <laughs> with him suing Pat McAfee, like he is actually suing just Pat McAfee, not even like his company. He's not the Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee show McAfee. or ESPN or, yeah. He's suing Pat McAfee himself. Okay, yep, that'll work. Oh, great. And Road Dog, do you have the clip from the uh, McAfee show on Friday of McAfee addressing the lawsuit? Ooh, I can. I was going to say, if you can get that, I don't have my phone on me. It's over across the room charging, so I, and I can't throw audio through my computer into my mic, so. I can get it. Because the response is classic. Gotta get through the ad. Yep. That fucking fart. Wow. I'm getting sued alongside Shannon Sharp and an auditor from Mississippi <laughs> by Brett fucking Farf. Wow. And Brett Farf suing me in a defamation lawsuit saying I defamed his name to try to earn a profit. With this, obviously, I believe comes discovery and depositions and all these other things. So I would like to let the New York lawyers that wrote me two letters before this thing got announced. First letter was, we would like you to go back and erase every single video that has Brett Favre's name mentioned in it from your YouTube library, <laughs> your Twitter library, and everything else. This is a warning shot, pretty much. So I looked at that. I said, that is hilarious. Of course, we're not doing that. Put that down. Move on with my life. Then a few days later, just a few days ago, actually, you have until Wednesday, okay, this Super Bowl week, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time to issue a public apology to Brett Favre and also to erase all of the video in your catalog that involved Brett Favre's name that is 8 30 wednesday so my wife read that to me because i was here she was not here yet and i immediately started laughing because my wife understands i'm one of the worst apologizers in history <laughs> it's tough to get me to do it it is it's very difficult so now i had a deadline 8 30 i was planning on doing it yeah we played pickleball it, it right. happened oh i'm sorry i just learned about a drop shot oh i'm sorry i just learned how to serve with like a wicked top spin on it and I got caught up. That timeline came and went. And was it named in that? Nope. Yeah, that's weird. Nobody else. It was just your name, right? It wasn't even our company. Just my name. <laughs> the the Brett 
the threat, the second follow-up with the threat to for the apology is what's weird to me. I feel like is that a normal situation when it comes to your best friend? You tell I it. actually yeah. have not looked into any of it. Like what's normal? Yeah. How this normally goes? I just know when I got the letters, I thought it was a rib. Yep, I thought it was a rib. Yeah, I it. I thought this was somebody from yeah. WWE, like Michael Cole, yeah. who got access to a solid header, header yep. and knew knows what these letters look like. Read through. I laughed at both letters whenever they were sent. Like actually, audibly, <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is awesome. And then the commanding of apology. I'm like, oh, this is definitely somebody fucking with me. Yeah. And then Daily Mail is whenever I found out it was that was yeah. that was a real deal. Holy field. Yeah. A lot of pride in our work. We had to cover that situation, and uh, we certainly said allegedly. And a lot of people are wondering how my lawyers are going to handle this. You know it. I ain't got them. So let's ride this fucker. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'll see you in court, pal. Uh, cheers to everybody, and cheers to Feel Good Friday not being ruined at all by that. Cheers. Sure. <laughs> we did a lot of pride in our work. He's got it. He's got it taken <laughs> care of. McAfee's on it. You know it. I got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so Brett Favre, the the ex Green Bay Packer quarterback. That's all I'm going to call him now. He is an ex Green Bay Packer quarterback because he's a piece of garbage. You know, I'm not even going to do that to the Packers. I'm just going to say ex quarterback. Yeah. What he is alleged of doing, if that's true, which there seems to be plenty of signs that lean toward it being true, is stealing from the poor to give to the rich, and that's absolutely wrong. So yeah, that's all we got to say on that. <laughs> All right, so fuck Brett Favre. Um, all right. Okay, so I got something a little uncomfortable that I want to, uh, I've been wanting to talk to you about for quite some time because we got to unpack this and maybe make some uh, amendments to statements we may have made after we came back from Vegas. Puppy AIDS. What? It's the leading cat death of cause from all puppies. <laughs> okay, that's not what right, I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I think you know where I'm heading with this. Um, yeah. We went on and on about uh, UFC owner Dana White. Oh, God. Uh, oh, I don't want to go here. I don't want to go here. We have to. It's our responsibility. We praised him up and down. I'm not going to sit here and kill him. Like, I mean, I think what he did was shit. Um, he owned it. Uh, he's trying to keep it out of me. But if he's asked about it, he answers directly. Um, doesn't mean what he did. Uh was okay or condoned by should be it shouldn't be condoned by anyone um and if you don't know there is a clip out there where dana white is open-handedly slapping his wife um i believe knocks her to the ground but they were both fighting that she was slapping him he went and hauled back open hand slapped her um shouldn't have happened um Dana White has addressed it. Um, he said he has worked it out, worked it out with his wife. He contacted his kids, but just can't happen. So, um, hey, when when we praise someone, we also have to uh, we also have to bring when they do something bad up. So, yep, for sure. So, just want to get is... that out of the way because we do have to address it since we praised him up and down. Yeah, and he agreed it is inexcusable, and we agree that it's inexcusable. Um, so, anything that he said after the fact which what he said was good. And I do appreciate what he said and how he handled it, but still inexcusable. The action should never have happened. Correct. Okay. That's all I had on that. I just wanted to, cool. I just knew we had to touch on it. Yep. What you got up next Rhodes? Um, let's talk about LeBron. All right. 
uh, all-time point scorer. All-time point scorer, LeBron James. And he ain't done. He's got he's got games. He's got months. He's got need I say years left hey. to increase the scoring record because I don't see him going away anytime soon. He still wants to play with Brownie, so he's he does. That gives him a couple more years and another pending free agency. <laughs> oh, another decision by LeBron, which is going to be the decision on whoever drafts his kid. Is that tampering? Uh, is that tampering? Because he said it while he was with a club. Yeah, but it was, uh, it's not tampering because Bronny's not eligible for the draft yet. I think it becomes tampering once Bronny's eligible with for the draft and he's still with a club. Because Bronny not being eligible means it's not tampering because you can't tamper with someone who can't come play. True. So I, that's so where it's I gonna think get, it's so It's going to get really gray. It's, if, LeBron is smart, which I know LeBron is a very intelligent human being. Like, he'll wait until he's a free agent if it's the same time as Bronny's going into the draft. And uh, that's when he'll start talking. But, I mean, we all know it. it doesn't matter if he says it out loud or if it's said underneath or it was said, like, a couple years ago. Everyone knows it now. So everyone that's drafting that year will know. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 even unwritten. It's un, it doesn't have to be said, but they they know what's going on with it. Um, well, here's the thing: I don't even know if he's going to be that high of a draft pick, like because I just assume LeBron's kid number one overall, just right. Yeah, automatically. Just because, yeah. But I I was hearing like uh, just basketball people talk. I don't watch basketball, so, um, so I don't know a ton about any of it, but. They said maybe early second rounder, maybe a mid-second rounder. They said he'll, he'll get drafted when he comes out, but it's not going to be like top five. I heard that his younger kid was better than Bronny. Yeah, LeBron's not making it that long, though. <laughs> no, not a chance. Not a chance at all. Um, but he's yeah, not, so the total right now Brady. is 38,390. And he ended. He had that game that he uh, that when he passed it, he passed it at thirty eight, thirty eight, eight. Yeah, thirty eight, thirty eight, eight. Which was kind of cool because, and of course, I like numbers and I like being that guy and putting numbers together for no reason that matters at all, just by coincidence. LeBron James is thirty eight years old, so he hit thirty eight, thirty eight, and then you add eight on there, and that's Kobe. So, got some good numbers in that number that he passed Kareem with. Yeah. Kareem was 3838 seven. That's cool. And like like we said, I mean is this is this gonna be touchable? I mean in Thir- all reality. Not in thirty eight years. Thirty eight thousand points in thirty eight years. That's insane in your life. And he didn't start to it was eighteen. Right. Twenty years. I, I don't foresee it being possible. Like mm. They would have to change the game of basketball. They'd have to change it to like four point, five point type of game of basketball. Add game for this. Yeah, add game. Shit, how do you add game? Two hundred games. Then yeah, they was sitting out half the season. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's an insane. And plus, like like we said, it's still getting bigger. So like that's why I just yeah. don't know if it's even possible that anyone could get to this record. No. And the funniest thing, so I was watching the game. I made it home in time to watch the third quarter and fourth quarter when it was basically inevitable that he was, he had 20 points at halftime. They're like, he only needs 16. He's going to break it tonight. 
and it was basically just watching it happen. And it was pretty cool to see it happen. The funniest thing, though, is like, God, Twitter, you guys are great. You're the worst thing in the world. And you're the best thing in the world sometimes because after he set the record and they stopped, there was like 10.7 seconds left in the third quarter. And everyone's like, where's the delay of game? There's a lot of needs to tech after that celebration. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, shout out to Twitter on uh, even when it was going on, it was a cool thing to watch. You guys had to put in your little smart-ass remarks in there. <laughs> Yeah, the, you are exactly right with it. Uh, Twitter is one of the best things and one of the worst things, like, period. It just is. Hey, it's going to be one of the worst things pretty soon. Well, what's what's coming next? I once, che- once Cheeto Man gets reinstated. No. Yeah, whatever. He should not be named. Yeah, we won't even, <laughs> we don't even talk about him. Nope, not at all. Yep, yep. I'm just scrolling to see if anything's happened recently that I forgot about. <laughs> yes, you want to stay with basketball? Yeah, let's stay with basketball. Okay, so oh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, here's our deal. We would like to trade the Minnesota Timberwolves for a uh, XFL team to be named later. Because <laughs> we don't need them either. They're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, trade away all our good players. Dwayne, if you want some professional sports teams, you just get with us. We could... We can work some out if you can get. We got plenty of of them. We're not that good, but we got plenty of star star players in their own minds. Oh, trade of the century goes on. Well, the one that we thought was the trade of the century, and then one day day later follows it with whatever Durant and whatnot. But we had three big trades. Realistically, there's three big trades that happened. Uh, First domino was Kyrie. Kyrie yep. to Dallas, which that Kyrie little cancer big. can yeah, that little cancer can stay the fuck yeah. away from any team that I care about. Yep. Then you want to tell them about the twins trade because that was the next domino that fell. So we go and we send D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley to the Lakers from and Mike Connolly to the Timberwolves. It's like I don't know anything about Mike Connolly. I heard K fan talk good about him, but Apparently, he's a little bit older, but he is starting to be one of his best assist seasons of the year. I don't know. I Mike Conley Jr. does not have that, that sexy name that we need on this team to actually sell tickets. You don't have to try to justify the insaneness that the Timberwolves are doing right now. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell that was. Like, And are we allergic to first-round picks? Like, can we get a first-round pick for this? No, we got two seconds. I thought we got first. We got. First. I don't think so. Did we? I thought so. No. We got. A In first addition, the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves will receive the lesser of Washington and Memphis's second-round picks in 2024, along with 2025 and 2026 second-round picks from the Jazz. So we didn't get anything so, from the Lakers. 24, 25, 26 second rounds, and we got Juan Tosco, Anderson, Damian Jones, and. Nikhil Alexander-Walker in Minnesota. That's what we got from the Lakers, I think. Yeah, no, it was difficult reading that trade because I hate basketball trades. Three-team like trades suck. Teams, yeah. You don't know who got what or whatnot, and it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> this uh, gift card to Baskin Robbins shows up and like, all right, <laughs> who, who who put this in the trade? We're like, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as confusing as the draft when like you get drafted by somebody and you have to walk out and wear their cap and then, like, trade caps. It's like, what the fuck is going on? 
we have yeah. the technology to like change the draft pick, right? It's not like you're sending it in like old school, like via like Telefax. Why does the NBA do that? Like it's their their tradition, I guess. I don't know. It makes no sense. The NFL figured it out. They figured yeah. out how to trade picks. Well, and there's one reason that people like watching the NFL draft, and no one gives a damn about the NBA draft. Well, I think the NBA is crazy too because I don't think those trades are finalized. Like I think I think some of those trades don't actually happen sometimes. Like they sell they're all pending or whatever, but I don't know. Pending like league approval or something. It's not like something that goes down right away. I the NBA is weird, man. Yeah, that's super weird, and I don't know if I'd be willing to trade on draft day if I didn't have a guarantee that it was done. No, for sure not. Like, I go up and pick someone for you, and I get stuck with that jackass. Right. (laughs) That is not the guy I wanted. Yes, I have heard of that happening, too. It's just, it's fucking shit show. They need to fix it. That's for damn sure. And then the final trade was Kevin Durant over to... The uh, Phoenix Suns, which... Yeah, the West is now strong. The West was weak, and now it is strong. Except for the Timberwolves. Timberwolves got Except for the Timberwolves, yeah. We got very weak. Like, the West is very, very top-heavy and bottom-heavy. There's not really much in the middle anymore. Gosh, yeah, that was just rough. But I guess... I guess that's basketball. I guess I'm, I'm happy. I don't care much about basketball at all. So that helps yeah. me out quite a bit in this situation. It's true. I mean, I don't think either of us, you and I go out to the bar. Typically we're not talking basketball unless something's going on at that moment. Yep. This is so crazy though. So this, okay. So Brooklyn, Brooklyn is going to be like the, I don't know what you want to call them. Like the, Seattle Kraken with all these picks that they've got pretty much. So they have they got so they give away Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. I have no idea who TJ Warren is. They get Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first round picks, 23, 25, 27, 29, and a 2028 swap first round pick. That is a lot of picks. So they get four first and an upgraded first. Jesus. That's a lot of picks. Do they sell their own? Uh, they sell their own. They did not give up any picks in the trade. Jesus. What did they get for the other shit, too? Um, where's the... Talk talking about the Durant one? Or yeah, that... No, that was the Durant one. What was the Kyrie oh, one? Kyrie one. Should that be in here? Or is that earlier? It was... So it was the first real trade to go down. I want to say it was earlier this week. Like Monday or something. Oh, there it is. February 5th. Okay. So nope. Dallas gets Kyrie Irvin and Markeith Morris. Brooklyn gets a 2029 20, first, two seconds, 2729. So now they have five firsts, a set two seconds, and an upgraded first. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. So now the Duke Blue Devils are going to be the. Uh, Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> just draft. Just draft the whole starting five. <laughs> but just think about that though. Like you're combining now, you can combine three firsts for another player. Like you get like an all star. 
to go with Kevin Durant. It's going to turn into now who wants to play with Kevin Durant. Oh, no, because Durant doesn't play there. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Okay, so they're going to have to build their whole team. They're going to have to build their whole team again, but they have lots of picks. So they yeah. can do it. Well, you even have enough picks where you could use a couple of those picks, like some bear picks, like get a couple people and then trade a bunch of picks and get like a big yep. star. And like now you have a couple solid draft picks with a big star and then fill in around them and you got a decent start to a team. <laughs> Maybe they want, do they want a uh, cat and um, they want our players? We'll trade them for their picks. Dude, that's what actually pisses me off about that trade the most. And it's probably just because they didn't want him, but. I would have much rather got rid of Cat than D'Lo. Yes, very I'm, much so. I'm sick of Cat's temper tantrums and not being able to hold it together and fouling out. Like, well, and that's the thing too. It's like we we kind of figured out these last couple of years that that experiment doesn't work, and I didn't think it was D'Lo's fault because D'Lo was the guy who was having problems with uh, what's his face, um, Rudy Gobert. They don't like each other, right? So apparently Rudy is the one that's now going to be the top boss on the team. Him and Cat is their team now. Right. But I don't like I don't like those two together. No, no, not without any not without any like anybody else could move some pace down the court. I'm sorry if you're trading a guy just because he doesn't get along with another guy. Like, I mean, if it's just one other guy, like tell him to grow the fuck up and play some basketball. We paid millions, get along with each other. Like God, our fucking kindergarten teachers taught us to get along with each other. Well, okay, let's let's say perfect world. Okay, so D'Lo's going over to it's Lakers, right? Yeah, D'Lo's going to Lakers. Oh, they traded Pat Beverly. That's why. Okay, so Pat no. Beverly's a Magic now. Oh, really? That's that's why they did that. I thought so. I when thought they were happen? too heavy. It happened after the after our trade. Yeah, because I was gonna say because uh, Patrick Beverly actually put a put a tweet out right after uh, the D'Angelo trade and put reunited and it feels so good. I know. I was like, ooh, they're gonna be good together. But like, I was like, well, what are you gonna do with Westbrook now? You know? But I was like, because uh, they can't keep all those guys in the same top five. No, they traded. But now they got Westbrook. rid of Beverly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did trade Westbrook too. So. Because yeah, Westbrook right, was in our time. trade, it was in the three team trade. It just I can't oh, yeah. remember who got him out of it, but it wasn't us. Somebody else, yeah. Freaking NBA. Oh yeah, yeah Utah. We, yeah. But like, okay, let's say he went toss. Let's say we got rid of Cat, and we got rid of another whatever bench player or a pick, and Russ comes here. Man, Russ and freaking Rudy and maybe a couple other like young stars we'd have a solid team well that's why when i originally read the trade i just read it on the bottom know, yep. and it was like abbreviated so it looked like yep. we're getting rust yep yep <laughs> there was yeah. some there were some ones that did it on purpose i'm pretty sure yeah then i read the whole thing i was like oh f this this is just same fucking timberwolves different year yep fucking shitty team minnesota fuck to minnesota Dude, it's and we're not even and we're not even talking about the team that's still playing right now. They're shit in the bed. <laughs> yeah, your knights just destroyed us the other day. Yeah. Holy I'd, crap. I'd say that's kind of a nice way of putting it. That game that was, was over in the second period. It was embarrassing, dude. It was embarrassing. I don't know even know what we need to do. I know what we need to do. We need to say whatever happened last year, let's start over and keep Fiala. 
because we made a mistake. We screwed up. We screwed up that whole thing. We screwed up the whole goalie thing. We screwed up the whole Fiala thing. And nobody that we thought was going to like actually do something this year has done anything this year. Nobody's shown up this year. Yeah, what's that jackass you have at GM? In Billy Garen, I trust. Billy Garen, yeah, that's son of a bitch. He fucked it all up. Oh, man, I don't know about that guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was he was dealt, dealt a very bad hand with the whole Parisian suitor thing. Okay, sure. You got to figure it out. Yeah, you figure, he did figure, figure it out it to out. some extent, yeah. Yeah, you had to make a decision. You either, you either buy him out or you pray that they don't retire. And he bought him out, which I think was the right decision because it was the safer decision. And he got screwed because of the lockout and because well not because of the lockout because of COVID, because the salary cap froze and actually went backwards. So he couldn't have actually gotten better because he may have been able to afford Fiala if the salary cap had went up those two years. Right. But he couldn't, but he couldn't. He had he didn't have any he didn't have a salary cap to keep him. So he had to go we had to be, make sure we had room for when we called up Boldy, which Boldy's doing good this year, but he's not. I mean, he's not Fiala numbers. Fiala's got 50 points, and he was an all-star for L.A. Holy shit, you guys are on the edge right now. But still yeah. pretty crowded in the West, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're straight middle, middle of the road right now, but we should not be there. We should be up at least in our – Your second wild card right now. Team. Yep. Second wild card with Calgary nipping at your toes. And that's a that's then that's the first drop off is that Nashville. Uh, yep. It's only at fifty six points, but right now it's Knights sixty six, Edmonton sixty five. So like not light years ahead, but starting to get pretty up there with fifty three games played, roughly. Yeah. Um, Seattle's only at sixty three though, and Los Angeles is at sixty three. Both gettable, with lots of hockey left. Um, anything can happen still, but yeah, I, I yeah. don't. I wouldn't want to be sitting where you guys are, especially with how bad your goaltending's been lately. Yeah, and Gustafson's been good. I'll give him credit. He's he's stepped up in certain spots, but he's not a one goalie, and Flurry has not played anywhere near he should be playing right now at all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, should have been looking at Cam Talbot. Oh yeah, <laughs> big, yep, but Bill Bill Yarn. Yep, Bill Yarn. Bill Yarn's boy. Um, yeah, and Hartman's playing like crap. Uh, we don't know anything about us. We don't know who to have on center. We don't, we can't find a center to save our lives right now. We are not going to be buyers at the trade deadline. The way, <sighs> the way this lines up, there's only so out of the teams that so the what's uh, eight, six, eight teams that are, uh, currently eligible um only two of them could miss miss a spot right now at this point and they'd have to be probably more towards the back half too because you go 60 points with uh minnesota 60 with calgary who's just outside of the playoffs 56 with nashville kind of catch catchable now you're down to 51 and then Ooh. 46, then 43, Ooh. 42, 40, 37. So we already know which teams have a shot. And yeah. there's only two in contention that aren't currently in the – that wouldn't be in it currently if the season ended today. 
How the hell? How does Buffalo have 54 million in cap space? Are they injured? They have to be injured. Gotta be. They gotta be, but their record show, would show that they're injured. These <laughs> yep. six points. Okay, so get this: the team that is an eighth in the wild card position, eighth, eighth in the wild card standings for the Eastern, eighth. They have fifty-one points. Eighth in the the Western side. 42 points. Wow. Nine point difference. <laughs> That's crazy. Then 46 for their ninth and 40 here. So about six. And then I think both of our last places are. Oh, actually, Columbus is uh, worse than the Blackhawks by one point. Okay. Speaking of the Blackhawks. What are they doing? What are they going to do before the trade deadline? Well, I, I mean, obviously, Kane's going somewhere. It's just where is he going? Kane's going somewhere. Taves is sick right now, which is really, really convenient for him. But I think he goes, too. Yeah, I haven't heard any heat on him, and I, I would rather have him than Kane, to be honest with you. Agreed. Um, And I've heard that he gave them a list of teams that he was okay being traded to. So that they're they're in discussions at least. Um but whew. oh I bet you that's it. I don't think Kane has a no trade clause. Oh yeah, yeah, probably not. That's why they're talking so much about him because he's wide yep. open. They can trade him anywhere. Yeah. But no one who's no one that is not winning is going to want him. So like he's got gonna be a good situation regardless for himself. Yeah. Uh, they both have a no-move clause. Oh, they both have one. So I don't they know do. why Kane's – maybe Kane's waiving his. I think so. I think Kane was like – the writing's on the wall, but fuck, $10.5 right now. <laughs> you know who should go get him in all reality? Uh, Seattle. Seattle has oh. – they have the space. They have, they're, they're sitting in decent playoff positioning, like – but here's the thing, though. Do you want to disrupt that team if they're going to be like the misfits of like Vegas? It's it's always you know it's a risk. the chemistry the chemistry that they have right now seems to be clicking for them. They don't have like the all stars really. I mean, you can they trade away it. their all stars. They trade away their captain. <laughs> <laughs> their first captain. They traded away. Well, like I guess so. You could say that, but I mean, they're still third in the Pacific. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not like they're lighting the world on fire. They have 2.5 million in cat deadline cap space. They would have to make some moves. All right. Because they have, let's see, what are they looking at? Oh, that's right, because they did somehow run up their cap. I can't even remember how they did it. Because I remember you commenting on it that they traded away their cap and ended <laughs> yeah. up running up their cap somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, they gave, they kept signing people. So they gave Schwartz and Yanni Gord like super contracts. 
They gave him each five and a half million. Everlay's on five and a half million. Um, what else? Defense, not that much. Grubar is at six million for the next six years. Oh, never mind. I just found another way the Wild can get into the playoffs. What's that? If they can catch Colorado, they're tied with Colorado points wise, but. Yeah, in 2023, they have a first, three seconds, a third, two fourths, a fifth, two sixths, and a seventh. <laughs> yeah, that's like picks are gold in the NHL, like high picks, especially if you give them the right years. Yep. Um, but they're not the same type of gold as like in the NFL because of how the NFL structured their uh, rookie contracts. Yep. Like, I mean, that's the way to win in the NFL. You get a good rookie quarterback, like, that can be good second year in, third year in, put a shitload of talent around him, and you are able to because you have the cap space. Then, as Russell's look tried. (laughs) With With the, you know, exception of the Tom Brady's and the, you know, whatever superstars out there, the top five in the league type of guys. That is how you have to build a team now in the NFL because of the way the, the cap space works. Because you right. can't afford you can't afford to play a player after his rookie contract anymore. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, like, and if you do, it it completely destroys your team because you can't have anybody else. Like, we're not going to be able to afford Jefferson after his rookie contract. Like, he's going to be asking for forty five million dollars. <laughs> I'm trying to find something here, but yeah, no, you're 100 correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless you get that, like that one quarterback that just stays humble and stays loyal and plays till he's 55, like Tom Brady, and which shout out to Tom Brady. Absolutely, shout out to Tom Brady. Goat, goat, goat has retired officially. So, uh, uh, like Kirk Cousins says, um, everyone's got a chance now. <laughs> Yeah, let's come back to that in one second because I want to show you this and see. I'm going to tweet it out, actually. Um, I'm going to tweet it out to the Norm Still Sucks podcast. I want to see if you've seen this. Um... All right. Hi, I'm Jay Rhodes, and I am with the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. If you guys are in Las Vegas, you guys need to check out this great grocery store named Vaughn. Visit your neighborhood bonds located at 1131 East Tropicana Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada, for a convenient and friendly grocery experience. From our wide selection of groceries, bakery, deli, and fresh produce, we've got you covered. Our bakery features customizable cakes, cupcakes, and more, while the deli offers a variety of party trays made to order. Our pickup service, order ahead, even allows you to place your bakery order online, so it's ready for you when you get here. All the great things you can find at your local bonds. They also sell beer. They also sell beer. Okay. Why don't you give me your opinion on this photo that I am tweeting now? That was funny. Your your background noise while your phone rang the exact same time we said now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this was a European outdoor stadium game. Yep. Check out the boards. Oh, that's weird. That's cool. <laughs> that's super weird. It's okay. It's like those pools in Las Vegas where you can see everybody's butts. <laughs> yeah. 
That's odd. That's super cool though. Like it's gonna be you won't miss the puck anywhere. Right. Except for the benches. But like, yeah, you you get more of a sight line. Like when it said clear, I was like, dude, everybody has clear boards. Like it's yeah. not that special of a thing. Maybe Czech Republic doesn't. Maybe they have just like wooden boards and nobody can see the fucking games in Czech Republic. It's really tough. But <laughs> no, the, the actual dashers. Yeah, the actual clear. boards, like not yeah. the plexiglass. Yeah. Like I mean the plexiglass clear too, but yeah. Like, yeah, that's no, so crazy. Uh, it's perfect for a stadium game because it's more difficult to see from like the stadium seating. So like you can see more with not having that in the way. Correct. But it doesn't defeat the purpose of stadium games when it's too fucking far away. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like you couldn't do this at your yeah. arena because well, we- well, here's what it does. It does the people who have really close seats now have an advantage. Because you can you're now not looking into the boards, because that was the worst part about baseball stadium seats is like when you were lower, like the first 10 rows, you were, you can't look past the boards. Cause like you were like almost eye level with the boards were set up. So it was a weird, it was a weird look for it. So this, this looks like it would help. They they got a break though. They have to break. Cause like you hit a slap shot down there. Like you're going for the net and you go wide, just a little wide. That back one's going to break, man. I don't know, but the, the plexi gets hit all the time with those slap shots, and it very rarely breaks. Very but you rarely. think about it, though, like, you think about the, the, the trajectory of it, though. It's going up, and it's going out, and it's not like a, it's not like the, the piss missiles that are going to be going right for the post. I don't know. They got through this game without anything breaking, from what I read. I so. guess, yeah. I mean, good for them. I mean, it's I see something the NHL might uh, might look into. Yeah, I, I thought this was cool. Um, anyone who wants to know what we're talking about, go ahead and go on the Norm Still Sucks podcast. Uh, Twitter, just at Norm Still Sucks. Yep. And check out these uh, this clear boards and give us our uh, your opinion at Norm Still Sucks. Ain't that cool. Clear boards. <laughs> Norm Sucks. No, I like it. And you were able to see the one where uh, what I was talking about earlier about Kirk Cousins singing, right? Yeah, actually, I was going to ask okay. you if you have that uh, video queued up. I do have it, yeah. All right, let's hear it. Okay. VP coming up, man of the year as well. Let's get right to it, y'all. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, we have one last request. Who? I'm sorry, Kelly. I just wanted to sing one quick tribute song to Tom Brady on behalf of all the other quarterbacks in our league. All right, shine bright like a diamond. Okay, okay. Tom's won seven times, went to ten. He's on some beast, baby. Kirk could win. Yeah, yeah. Since he's been gone. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) First of all, you can really. Kirk O'Chains with his debut. It kind of sounds like you're just happy Brady is gone because it, you know, gives you and the other teams, you know, a, a better shot. And I am totally for this. Um, I think Brady's retirement is good for him. Great for us. Because, come on, Kelly, everyone wants to hear you sing, not me. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, we just post our chat. Now that it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye, Brady. <laughs> bye bye, Brady. Love you, Tom. Yeah, good job, Tom Brady. You did Thank great. you, Tom. Everything that they said in that song is absolutely true. Um, <laughs> and that's that's a damn honor. Like, who who else can go out there and say like literally teams think that? Like, thank God Brady is no longer playing. We have a shot. <laughs> Dude, I, I I see that being a Super Bowl commercial too. Like every single player in the NFL going, "Thank you, Tom. <laughs> thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom." They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for what you've done." And they're like. Thank you for giving me a chance next year. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like reflecting on Brady's career, like how crazy is was Brady's career? Like, um, I know you still remember his first Super Bowl win. Um, I remember where we watched it, when, what year it was, too, because it was a year of tragedy. Yep. Um, and uh, Ty Law picking off uh, that Kurt Warner pass early in the game. Um, Brady didn't do anything spectacular, but he didn't lose the game either. And then brought him back in a game-winning drive. So, hell of a hell of a career, Brady. Yeah, for sure, he is definitely the goat, and not even anybody's on the same mountain. No, no, it's. I've heard like people saying that uh, if Pat wins tomorrow, which is very possible. Um, we'll get to our picks later, but if Pat wins tomorrow, that he's he's the only one they think could possibly catch him. But here's my argument against that: there's no way, and he would have to win tomorrow just to have any shot in hell. Because look at the other quarterbacks that are in the league right now. I mean, Joe Burrow, he's got to go against Joe Burrow every year in yep. the playoffs. Josh Allen, like, and the juggernaut that the Buffalo Bills have every year now, um, and. Uh, these quarterbacks, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that motherfucker is looking good. Uh, it's the NFL is in good hands with these young quarterbacks. There's a lot of good stuff out, being done out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not like there wasn't when Tom was there. Tom had uh, Peyton and uh, Peyton, and oddly enough, Eli seemed to get him each time. But yeah. Uh, and then also, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, the other number 12, who mm-hmm. – let's talk about Aaron Rodgers for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, we don't know what he's going to do again. He may play for the Packers again. He may not play for the Packers again. The only thing that we know is after the Super Bowl, he's going to get really, really high and think about it. Yeah, so <laughs> – he uh, shared with the Pat McAfee show that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to a darkness retreat where he will be in a room completely dark by himself with no books, no cell phone, no nothing. Um, I guess there's a shitter in there and then there's a slot where they will slide him food through the door. Um, and he will be there for four days and four nights um, in complete darkness, solitude, nothing but him and his own thoughts. Uh, Road Dog thoughts of this? I'd like to say that Aaron Rodgers has gone crazy, but that would mean that he hasn't been crazy before. So I think Aaron Rodgers is still crazy. He's he's almost crazy to a badass level with this one. <laughs> like, would you do this? So here's the thing: Aaron Rodgers is doing this. 
because he wants to for his own whatever benefit that he thinks it is. Somebody would have to give me like a million dollars to do this. Like it had to be like it'd have to be like something on Fear Factor or something like that where I'd win a game show if I did that this thing. I think it'd have to be more than a million for me. Like, cause... it would start. It would start at a million. And I'd have to actually like deeply think about what has to be done. And then if I had to take that Anawaska stuff, it'd probably be like five million dollars. They apparently have to do that. So, yeah, which he will. I'm sure he's going to do is the Anawaska or whatever it is, which uh, apparently doesn't violate the NFL's drug policy. <laughs> no, according to so according to Aaron Rodgers is that uh, and what I was reading. Um, what the ayahuasca does, uh, I mean, I guess it releases your DMTs or something, something to that effect. I'm, don't quote me, I'm not a medical person, but I guess being in the darkness, like in, in that solitude and in that quiet, like actually like gets to like your body and starts releasing those DMTs on their own and you'll start to hallucinate on your own. So it's like a natural, like hallucinations you still hallucinate though yeah yeah you you're do. still gonna be seeing scarecrows and shit like that but, but <laughs> you're not taking anything to do it that's what i'm saying that's why he's not taking it because he's gonna basically manually do it oh okay so he's just gonna basically uh go batman style on it yeah like it's okay. wild like i don't know it's not uh like I, I would just be, I would be fucking scared to that. I'd be I would think they're going to be locked the doors on me. Now, Aaron kept saying that. Um, <laughs> the let him out whenever he wants. Yep. Right. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. I buy that shit. Like, <laughs> you could tell me that a million th- times a day. Like, I'm still not going to buy it. Like, sorry. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, that shit is crazy. Um, Aaron Rodgers to Las Vegas is what's being heard a lot. Um, if he does decide to play um now obviously could very well be nothing because we've been here we've done this this is not a not new for us in any way shape or form um but yeah i that that would be interesting it's are are the raiders there then with that like how does he get along with mcdaniels because mcdaniels is uh more of a Belichick type coach. I don't know how that goes with Rogers. So I don't know. This would be very, very interesting. Yeah, that's that's what we get coming up. It's all the what ifs, where will they go, what's gonna happen. Like we're already on it with uh Derek Carr. Uh the Raiders have what it's the eleventh today, so they have three days basically. A little over three days to trade Derek Carr. Or they'll probably have to release him because he hits their cap for forty million on February fifteenth. Oh, that's a bad, that's bad timing. Yeah, like Rogers is going to be in the middle of his trip at that time. Like not not vacation, but tripping out. He's going to be in the <laughs> middle of tripping out at that time. Nobody's going to reach him for cell coverage. Like they're going to have to move remove the rock and see if he's still in there or not. Like straight Easter style. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> and it's, I am not—I am not comparing Aaron Rodgers to Jesus, if that's what anybody's thinking. But it's just a funny—it's a funny uh, connotation. <laughs> he wears his hair like Jesus sometimes, though. So. Uh, it—he does have a striking resemblance to the white Jesus. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> but Which no, it's funny because if anybody starts going, "What do you mean, white Jesus?" It's like, eh, you know, go on the internet. <laughs> I thought that was wild, the darkness retreat. Like, holy crap. Yeah, I was like, like, 
Yeah. I... <laughs> but we can tell that he's still like a normal person because he's still going to watch the Super Bowl. So he'll, he's going to go after the Super Bowl. Yep. He's, he booked <laughs> his trip that way and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, from what I understand is this trip was booked way out. This wasn't something that he was, hey, I'm booking this to go clear my head to see if I'm going to play. Like, he may find the answers and he believes he'll get closer with this, but that wasn't the original intent of his trip because I guess you have to book this out like way in advance. And from my understanding, it's probably not cheap either. Which, oh, I would guess no, not if Aaron Rodgers is calling. But like, tell me, like, so it's a long wait and it's expensive to get thrown in the hole. I mean, right? <laughs> That's yeah. what you described. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like Shawshank. Like, easiest two weeks of my life. I just kept thinking about that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, and the crazy thing is, like, so this stuff starts like started happening, and I don't know if you realize the connection, like the whole Onawaska and starting to get uh, a little bit fruitcakey. Yeah, it was of, way was with what's her Danica name? Patrick. Oh no, I I Patrick's the one. Over country to do Onawaska for the first time. No, no, it wasn't. It was uh, Shailen Woody Woodley. No. Yeah, because he when he went to the jungle and drank the tea and all that stuff. That was while he was with Shailen Woody Woodley. It was mm-hmm. only three years ago. That was Rogers said. Rogers has been with Danica for a long ass time. Rogers said he used Anawaska prior to the 2020 season on a trip to Peru with his then ex-girlfriend Danica Patrick. Oh, so she got started on him. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make as much Shailene, sense. Shailene, Woodley. Shailene Woodley was the vacation that he didn't want to go to training camp for. They went to Hawaii instead of or whatever instead of going to training camp. Oh. That's when she came up as the uh whatever. Um, succulus, but no, Danica Patrick was the uh, the cray cray succubus. I mean, I, I'm not blaming either of them to be honest with you. No, not at all. No, I'm just saying it's funny. The the side of Danica Patrick, (laughs) yeah, because in my opinion, it's still up there in Rogers. Like, I mean, you are oh, yeah, you are your old man, like, (laughs) oh, sure, for sure. Yeah, I, Aaron Rodgers is one one crazy son of a bitch, but I kind of, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of respect him for it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got balls. Yeah, I'm starting he's to respect gonna, the hell out of him for he's it. Do whatever he wants to do, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's I think it's cool. It's, I mean, we learn a lot from Aaron. Not that I do any of it, <laughs> or like, I mean, it's. Yeah, and goes back to uh, shout out to Pat McAfee, which is the only guy in the history of the world to get Aaron Rodgers to open up nationally. Yeah, absolutely. Because we would know nothing about this if it wasn't for the McAfee show. Yeah, and realistically. Weekly. Weekly he's on the show. It's because of how McAfee handles his his interviews and everything. Yeah. How McAfee treats people. He treats them like good people. Like Yeah, for sure. Mean, even if it's hard questioning, like he, Dana White was on uh, Radio Row um, where McAfee even said, I'm going to have to ask him about it. Like, we're going to have to talk about it. Like, he told him before he even came on that 
That's so yeah, yeah they go there. Treats you fair, like he's not accusatory or like he's just a good dude. That's why Aaron trusts him. He knows he's not going to dupe him. So that's that's why he opens up to him, and that's why we actually get to hear some of the uh, craziness that is Aaron Rodgers. Or I hate that he's a Packer or whatever. I hate that he's a Packer though because I I like the dude. Like from all this stuff that we've been seeing behind the scenes, and then same with AJ Hawk. Like AJ Hawk's awesome, but he's a Packer. <laughs> Hey, AJ Hawk played for other teams too, so he did. Yeah, I recognize him. I recognize him as a Packer, though. <laughs> so I recognize him as a co-host of the Pat McAfee show. Is what I recognize <laughs> him as. Yeah, that's probably more. He's probably more famous about that now. <laughs> all right. I mean, we're into football. Like, where else we've do you pa- want to go? In football? We've passed all the Minnesota teams, so we've we've hit the other stuff. We're back into football. Oh, actually, let's go. So since we are in football and uh, we are talking um, Minnesota teams and some craziness uh, as far as transactions and stuff, what are we doing with Thielen? He's gone. Um, I I oh, wish him the best. Do you think he'll take less money to stay? I don't think so. Um, um, I think – so what I think is that – this is his chance to see what else is out there for him, which I don't know if the grass is going to be greener or not. I don't think it's going to be because I see, I've seen him physically slow down than what he was, but there's still tiny little pockets that show out that it's like, he's still got it. So, I will apologize because um, I'm definitely using this as a reference, but whenever I get something from someone else, I always want to reference them, and this is the sports show I watch the most. But uh, he was on uh, with Pat McAfee on Radio Row uh, just a couple days ago. Um, He sounded hopeful he'd get something done um, with the Vikings. He wants to stay with the Vikings. Um, He didn't necessarily say he'd take a pay cut, but he didn't necessarily say he wouldn't either. So um, it's kind of... How much does he want to play with the Vikings? I guess is what's going to be. Um, I don't. I, they were jokingly talking about how just cash up front and like now he's cap friendly. I don't think the Vikings are going to do that because I just don't think the. Uh, I don't. He hasn't had the production to warrant. Yeah. The the contract he's making right yeah. now. Because you can always restructure if you have to. Like you never have to get rid of somebody. Right. So, I think that's where they're at. So it's. I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's. I think it really is up to Thielen if he plays with Minnesota or not. Guys, I think yeah. then. I think then he'll stay. I think he's going to want to stay as much as he can. It's. I think it's going to be what the. What the organization wants to do going forward with our defense. If we have to start picking up bigger name defensive players, which is what maybe Brian Flores is going to want to do. We'll talk about that also. Mm-hmm. Um, we may not be able to afford to keep Thielen. So, Thielen's uh, what nineteen point six against the cap this year? Yeah. So, if and this would Thielen would have to be on board, but if he take like eight, like eight point nine or something, like Ooh. nine area. Ooh. Like if he take it, I mean, then you keep him. If he gets over 10, I'm not sure if you want to keep him at that point. That's too much money still. 
What? But what point? What I know, I understand that we're talking millions of dollars, and he's made millions and stuff like that. It's Warner than the Bridge. But at what point do you feel that that much of a cut is disrespectful? If it gets that much of a cut, well, so there's. Like, I understand, like moving four, moving five, or something like that. That you can guarantee, if we keep you, we're going to have a run at the Super Bowl because we're going to do X, Y, and Z, or we're going to cut you by. Ten million dollars, and we're not sure if we're going to be better next year or not. Well, so here's here's where you, you lay it out. <laughs> like you lay it out so it's not disrespectful. You just lay it out exactly how it is. Be honest with the guy and just straight up tell him, "Hey, we're going to have to release you unless you can take this number. We know it's low. Like we understand it. If you want to walk away, but we have to cut you otherwise. Like this is what we can afford to do what we want moving forward, and mm-hmm. then." He takes it how he wants to take it, and either you part ways with him, or he takes the money, and uh, or maybe they maybe they do something like this. Maybe they drop his salary so his cap hits like eight eight point nine area, and give him some cash up front from the last one, so he's actually pulling in somewhere around like twelve or something, like like not all cash. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah, cash up front, and then your cap hits still smaller, so it's not. It'll say eight point nine, but it'll actually be like twelve or something. And then just start getting into like bonuses, where it's like you play right. six games, you get this much bonus. Play twelve games, you get this much bonus. Exactly. Yeah, just pack yeah. it in that way. Um, mm-hmm. You could do something like that. That would help too, because you gotta get rid of the cap hit, and you don't want to pay him nineteen. Like the night, he's not worth the nineteen this year. Yeah. So. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think if he wants to stay, I think he's going to be able to stay. Um, it's just he'll have to take whatever number they're going to throw at him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. That's a, it's an interesting one because at first I just thought he was gone. But listening to him talk and then really thinking about how the cap, like how teams can maneuver the cap, but it's it's just if he's going to take a pay cut or not. And you don't know because he is a Minnesotan. Like, born and raised and college and everything in Minnesota. So he I mean, doesn't live here anymore, but yeah, <laughs> lives in Florida. <laughs> okay. Let's go. What I just teased on just a second ago. Okay. The Vikings have hired a new defensive coordinator. The guy that we said should have been the defensive coordinator all along when they were searching for GMs and everything else, Brian Flores. What do you think? I love it. It's love great. It. Absolutely love it. So great. With what you teased, though, I, I'm going to push back a little bit. You said that he's going to want bigger guys. Like, how do you mean bigger? Because, like, one of not, his... Not... I was going to say, his main dude is uh, a Watt that, uh, I mean, isn't big. Like, he's, he's tall and built, but it's... Bigger names. Okay, bigger names. That makes so sense. like so like a top cornerback in the league, a you know, Sauce Gardner type of you know whatever. Like, does he want like some actual like big names in his defense, or is he going to be the guy that can take what you have and work? Yeah, you know, he's coming from two different kind of systems here. Where like he's he's been under. Um, What's his face? Uh, Pittsburgh. 
Why can't I think of his name now? They're the defensive coordinator? No, they're coach. Oh, Mike Tomlin? Yeah, he was with he's been under Tomlin for so long that Tomlin just like he'll make you like he'll make you a eggs and sausage out of a grape. Like he'll just take he'll take what's in the fridge and he'll make it work. Um, but he also has his own kind of style where he likes to be um he likes to have a very, very technical defense with some really big names in it. Well, you say that he's he was under Tomlin for so long. Like, was he with Tomlin before he had a head coaching job at Miami? Because if yep. he he was okay, yeah, he was he was the defensive he was defensive coordinator for Tomlin. Gotcha. For a while, I don't know how long, but for a while. Um, but yeah, and then he got a little short stint in Miami as head coach. Got a really bad shake on it with the Tua stuff, and he's out. Well, I'm really happy about it. Like, I don't know what he's going to do with the uh, defensive personnel. Obviously, the back end has to get better. There's no if hands or buts. Like, we all know that. Yeah. I mean, if that defense could have played better last year, who knows what our season would look like. Uh, we might still be playing if that uh, secondary could uh, could have stopped anybody. But they couldn't stop anybody. So whether it's scheme, whether it's players, I don't exactly know. Um, yeah. So Flores in Miami, he was the fourth highest blitzing rate from 2019 to 2021. And Ed Donatel does not know how to blitz. So it's going to be completely opposite, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, we need to what, – what I'm wondering, because you spoke about going out and getting, like, a top corner. Um, where would you get him from? Like, Hopefully I don't draft. know any available. Like, the draft? Um, the draft, yeah. I mean, you could draft it, but like, you know how the draft works. Fifty-fifty shot. Like, I mean, taking an LSU or a just Alabama quarterback, and you got a good shot at it. <laughs> the way the Vikings work, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I saw one mock draft that has taken uh, Georgia corner. Nice. So I was like, hey, that we could work. I like that. that. Yeah. No, I, we got a draft. Uh, it, I. Corner has to be high on our draft list. It mm-hmm. has to be. Mm-hmm. And then I think we should be in the market for a wide receiver. Um, not necessarily like drafting a wide receiver, but like in the market, watching the free agents, maybe not a top one, but like something like that's a good serviceable, better than the can get, create more separation than feeling can. Um, yeah. That would kind of fit in a little bit. Because here's why losing, if we lost Thielen, here's why I don't think it'd be that bad of a deal. I'm sorry, I'm getting off the floors thing again. It's, I just got, (laughs) I slid right into it. But um, KJ Osborne, like, that guy's a dog. Like, Mm -hmm. he's fucking awesome. Like, so you got someone for Thielen's position. So now you need to fill Osborne's position, and it could be with Thielen, like, or it could be with, you go out and get somebody. Like, I don't think you use a draft pick on a wide receiver though when the defense is bleeding as badly as it is. No, no, not at all. We've got we got earth issues to worry about right now. Yep. And we gotta we wanna be able to let Flores pick who he wants as his guy. Hey, we naturally got back to the defense. I knew we'd get there. Yep. <laughs> Just took a quick circle. <laughs> yeah, I think Flores is gonna be good. Uh where do you think we're good at on defense? Oh, we also have to worry about Zadarius Smith. What are we doing with him? 
I think he might be one of the ones, kind of like what we did. Uh, who was it? Uh, who did we do that excellent like restructure just a couple of years ago? One of our defensive backs. One of our defensive backs? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Harry? Maybe. Because I can't think of anyone who had a contract in our defensive backfield. We haven't we haven't upped uh, Hunter yet, have we? No, he's still. Daniel. Yeah. Oh, so you're talking linebackers. Yeah. Oh, because you said defensive backs. I was like, well, that's corners and safeties. And oh no, yeah. Harry's the only one with a contract back no, there. No, let's get our back. Let's get our backers. Um, whoever it was, I think we can make a very good uh, restructure contract on on that if we have to. Yeah, I don't know who it was. If it was Daniel or if it was uh, Kendricks. But I don't see him going away anytime soon. Yeah, I mean those those two are phenomenal. Uh Zadarius yep. is definitely someone we want to keep. Um we had a hard enough time getting to the quarterback. Zadarius is one of the guys who could get there. So Yeah. Hunter is terrifying when he's standing up on two legs. <laughs> he's just scary looking. <laughs> well, that's what I understand about Ed Donatel. He doesn't he runs a three four scheme and doesn't know how to blitz. Like, how do you even do that? Like yeah, that's that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Three four. Like, yeah, you have to. <laughs> That's how you keep your numbers advantage. Otherwise, you're just giving the quarterback all day, which they did. Yeah, it was. We rushed three or four, like ninety percent. Okay, ninety percent is not an accurate stat. Yeah, do not a lot. Stat, but it's a lot. It was a lot of the time. So yeah, and then what happened against uh, New York? The one time that we did blitz. Oh, weird. We got a sack on third down when we needed it. Where the hell was that? The rest of the fucking game. Yeah, it's – let's hope that the coaching was one of the main problems, but the defensive backfield is definitely a problem. Um, they were hurt, too. They were banged up. Yeah, but everybody see, is. We didn't get to see much of scene because he was out for the season. Um, yeah. Everybody is, but, like, we had a lot of season enders back there. Yeah, we got we got, a, we got broken legs in, like, week three and shit like that. Yeah. So we were running pretty thin all season long back there, so. Yeah. There is that, but then you got to scheme around it. You can't give the quarterback time against the patchwork defensive backfield. So we'll yeah, see. For sure. But good hire, nonetheless, in my opinion, good hire. Very great hire. Ooh, I want free wings. Retweet Buffalo Wild Wings. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I go there's so much hour to get free wings, so yeah. I'm glad my vehicle doesn't work, otherwise I would have been waking up early and driving to Wisconsin to play some bets. <laughs> Which is fun, but also I don't need to lose any bets right now. <laughs> I'm gonna stay full disclosure on how or no disclosure on how I'm going to be placing my bets. So. <laughs> And don't you guys think anything of it. Don't think it's illegal or anything. I just don't know Wisconsin or Iowa. Yeah, just trying to figure out which state, which state you want to do. Since, <laughs> since all states around us seemingly, uh, seemingly. Yeah. Have- Once again, we are we are now in February. We are now in a session of legislator. Call your legislators. Call your representatives. Email your representatives. Tell them that this year is the year that we need to get sports betting in because we won't be able to get it next year. So let's do it now. 
I'm serious. Let them know. They do listen. They may not they look like they're listening, but they do listen. Oh, speaking of that, uh, I want to make people aware, um, and I don't know how many people are in Minnesota. Well, I know we have at least two Minnesota listeners, but <laughs> um, Road Dog, were you aware that uh, Angie Craig was assaulted at her apartment um, yesterday? I have not heard that about that yet, no. Yeah, so I guess she was, uh, I was reading a story from WCCO. She was at her apartment in uh, in D.C., and uh, she went down to the lobby to get coffee. Um, then I guess there was some guy pacing in the lobby that she hadn't seen before. But goes back, goes back to get on the elevator, gets on the elevator. Um, dude's hand stops the elevator before uh, it closes all the way. He gets on. Um, he, I don't know how... I can't remember what it said about how the discussion went, but basically he said that uh, he needs to use restroom or she asked where he was going, I think because she had to hit the buttons or whatever. And he said that uh, he needs to use restroom um, that he's going to use hers. And she said, no, you're not. And basically when door opened, like he, or he blocked the doorway and then like, Essentially, like she tried to get out around him, and he punched her in the face. And then uh, she was able to get around him, and then he was holding her by the shoulders, trying to keep her in the elevator. And she took her hot coffee and threw it over her shoulder at him, got him with the hot coffee, and then ran out the elevator, ran down the stairs and outside. Yeah, I'm reading some of the tweets right now. She's like, my morning coffee saved me today than I never thought it would be. Yeah, wild. So, uh, all the best wishes to Angie Craig. She is my representative in uh, Minnesota District Two. Same so, here. Yeah, so our our representative down here. So, um, thoughts thoughts go out to Angie Craig. Uh, hope hope you're uh, hope you heal quickly. Um, God, talk about assholes, man. For sure. Um, and trying to have a silver lining on this story. It appears that it's not politically um, motivated. No, from everything I it read, appears nothing. it was a homeless. Guy, it was a homeless guy, just kind of not in the right mind or whatever. Again, just a dude. Um, so it had nothing to do with her being a representative or a political figure, at least. So that's it's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad, but it's better that it wasn't somebody that was you know like the Pelosi thing or whatnot and trying to attack somebody of Congress. Well, there's no good about it. It's just like, okay. Because when we're just saying, hey, it's good, it wasn't terrorism. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You blow up a building, you blow up a building. (laughs) Yes, correct, correct. Labels are just a fucking matter of, like, I don't know, they're just that, labels, so... But but somebody, like... I don't even know how to word because I can't word it like, well, somebody who's a representative shouldn't be attacked, but also a woman shouldn't be attacked at all, anyways. So it's like, <laughs> no one should be attacked. Yeah, exactly. No yeah. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't care if you're out of your mind and you are homeless. Like you attack, like because that could be my kid. Yep. Like, for sure. I mean, I would give a damn why they were attacking her. They didn't have a right to. Yep. So. Yeah. So but a- yeah. Sorry, sorry to spell you. Silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. That just popped in my head, and I wanted to say something about it because it's yeah, not hearing anything about that yet. 
Um, you want to stay on the the weird side of the stories right now? Sure. What the hell is going on with these balloons? Oh, <laughs> God. Like, and I know everybody knows everything about this because for the last week now, we've been talking about these stupid balloons, and apparently the military is getting really good at shooting stuff down right now because they're shooting stuff down daily. And I have no idea what the hell is going on. And once again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist person. I'm not trying to, you know, go against whatever, but... Like, there's something they're not telling us. They're not telling us something for a reason, and I don't really like it. <laughs> yeah, and what always makes me wonder, because they, if they didn't have some worry to this, they wouldn't just be going up there and shooting them down. Like, Correct. just as target yes. practice. That's not how yes. it works. Like, anyone <laughs> who is listing that's not in the United States or Canada, because Canada actually was uh, the one today. The latest, yep. Yep. <laughs> Fun fact, the U.S. fighter jet was still the one who shot it down, so I guess we really like our target practice. Well, we're, we're all Northern Command, but yeah, it was definitely a U.S. fighter. Yeah, it was a U.S. fighter because I guess they went in uh, U.S. and Can- Canadian fighters went up to uh, check it out, and then it ended up being a U.S. fighter once they got the command to shoot it down. <laughs> but like, that's no, awesome. that's our target practice. <laughs> I've, seen, uh, I've seen a couple memes of like somebody getting out of a fighter jet and they've got little balloons on the side of their airplane of their kills. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> but I I don't know, man. So it starts out with this like, you know, basic balloon that's a Chinese say they're saying it's weather, we're saying it's a, a spy balloon. Uh, of course, Republicans say one thing, Democrats say one thing, blah blah blah. But it ultimately turns into we let this balloon go over eight military bases including the minot air force base was one of them and then we shoot it uh once it gets in the coastline where it's safe because it was apparently three buses wide or long that it could have done some damage on whatever it fell on so not to shoot it over montana or not to shoot it over you know new york city or anything like that we shot it down and it was from what we could tell it was a balloon but nobody really told us what it was we had videos of it so like they can't say that it wasn't a balloon it looked like some kind of balloon. They're saying it was from China. I don't know. And then we start getting these other ones, and they're like, well, we really don't know what this one was. This was kind of cylindrical in shape, kind of metal, but it was not, like, controlled or piloted. It's like, well, what the fuck was this thing at 40,000 feet? Like, we were actually like, did, did us shooting down a weather balloon, like, wake up the aliens, and they're like, oh, let's go down there and see what's going on. <laughs> and now they're just showing off. <laughs> Well, <laughs> and, and, and we just meet them with like they're like oh hello and we're like boo shoot, shoot them down. Well, like in I mean, so the Chinese one like it, I I don't like dismissing how uh, how extravagant that balloon was. Um, that thing was flying at sixty thousand, like it was flying above where planes fly. Like yeah, it was up a there. lot. Yeah, and uh, it had like. Basically, uh, I want to say it was two semis worth uh, attached to it. Um, yep. I can't remember exactly how large they said it was. I was like, holy shit, that thing's massive. Yeah. But it was but, up there, and it, it seemed relatively harmless. And it seemed like just like, well, we'll shoot it down just so we can get it out of our airspace and try to figure out what it's been trying to do for the last eight days. And I'm sure we figured that out by now, but it hasn't been released. But this other stuff that's happened since then has been a lot more quiet, a lot more secretive. 
and a lot more weird. And now everybody is, they either have all of, there's really some guys are really good at like making movies or something like that. Or we just have all of this like UFO videos that are coming out in the last like three days. Well, here's my question. Did they shoot the other ones down much quicker due to what they found from the Chinese one? You know, I mean, it could have been. There could have been some, you know, was there was there a warhead on it? Was there a fake warhead on it? I don't know. You know, was was there, you know, apparently they were saying that, like, yesterday I heard that there was, like, lasers being sent down from China the other day. I'm like, what are they doing lasers from, like, the satellites? It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, lasers can be used for multiple different things. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, but, uh, no, I mean, because if they're gathering, like, if, they got more intelligence than we thought they would be able to get or anything like that. That could be enough too. And I mean, China just likes taking its dick out and putting it on the table every now and then just to say that we're here. So I'm sure that first one was just like, let's see what they do. Let's send out a balloon. Let's see what the Americans do about it. And just like, like, what are you going to do? Like, just kind of like provoke us a little bit and see what happens. But then the fact is like, this keeps happening. And then we hear that there's this, (laughs) this Russian nuclear freaking boat that's heading towards the Atlantic. I'm like, what? Uh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. We don't want World War Three. Nothing good happens out of this. Um, hold on one second, Road Dog. I may actually have breaking news here. Do I need to play the breaking news music? Uh, let me verify it first real quick. See if it's good or not. If it's good, I'll play it. Now I want to know how long it's been out there because it might not be all that breaking, but I haven't heard it yet, and I'm just seeing it now. Um. Ooh, this is a good advertisement. Uh, have you tried? Have you tried Jimmy John's new red velvet cookie? It's amazing. I have not. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> so I'm not gonna call this breaking news because this came out um 13 hours ago. It's still breaking news to me. I'm probably. All right. According to uh, Dov Kleinman, um, I'll give you his credentials in a second because I don't want to lose the tweet. Uh, NFL executives believe Aaron Rodgers took advantage of the Packers and think that Green Bay is now done with him and will trade him away. According Ooh. to The Athletic, they, which The Athletic obviously is credible, um, they think that the Raiders prefer Jimmy Garoppolo over Rodgers at QB next season. So Rodgers to the 49ers? I, I would think the Jets is where I think. <laughs> and then a year later to the Vikings? Come on. Let, let history repeat itself. <laughs> <laughs> it says um, they have some pictures in the tweet. It says, I think he showed his true colors last offseason when he held them hostage and took $50 million a year, another exec said. He knew he could get his best deal from the Packers, and now he has it now that he has secured the bag. He's open to leaving. Uh, I think the Packers are done with him. A longtime NFL team executive said on the condition of animate anonymity. <laughs> Damn, that word's tough. Okay. For competitive reasons. This time to jump off was last year. They missed the ability to maximize their compensation and they missed the playoffs. When they moved Devontae Adams, they should have moved Aaron and said, we are starting over, and we have all these picks. They could have sent him to Denver. Um, Vegas would be fine for him. 
the first uh, exec said, it just seems like a weird fit. Rogers' personality and Josh McDaniels. I think Josh would probably rather develop his own guy than have Rogers, and I think he would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than Rogers. Now, take that from what you will, because it's NFL executives, and I don't know what validity there is to the uh, to the thing I've heard. And I don't know if you've heard this, but Josh McDaniels has told some people around town that Rogers will be there next year. <laughs> That's what I heard. Like, it's just like random people like in, in like a grocery store or something. They'll start talking to him and he'll say something about Rogers being there next year. So yeah. take that for what you will. Grain of salt because it's all hearsay. No one knows. Um, take this for somewhat of a grain of salt because it is NFL executives talking. It's not necessarily the Packers executive. But they still got pretty good insight because obviously if the Packers are pissed. Uh, their president's probably talking about because they don't have a donor. Uh, yeah, they do. It's me. I'm pissed about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you go give them a call and see what happens. They they don't take my calls. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'm kind of on good terms with them. I keep telling them to trade Rodgers, and they they don't listen to me this year. Now I'm not going to tell them. They can kick dirt. <laughs> keep them. Deal with it. You guys, you guys paid him all that money. You're going to have to keep it. But, yeah, I feel that the Packers got screwed on that deal because, like, well, why was he going to take all that money and get that new contract if he wasn't going to, up, like, stand by it? Like, that seems pretty messed up. Well, he got to $50 million, like, for last season, too. So, yeah. now they barely have to pay him, and so now he's going to bail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he's fucking them. So, yeah. I, I mean, so... with that said... Who structured that contract? That's true. That is true. They agreed to it. <laughs> so tweet 15 minutes ago. Since this goes back to our balloon talk. This is, <laughs> this is a tweet from at Pat McAfee show. Pump the aliens are showing up in time for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that flyover is going to be really sweet tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> They're not making That's it awesome. here, Pat. We keep shooting them down. Yeah, <laughs> Tell them not to come through Canada anymore. <laughs> right. Come through Mexico. It's much safer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Biden lets everyone through there, right? That's what they're saying. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they're saying. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, that's funny. Um Okay, we can back on topic, but yeah. Let's get on yeah. some kind of topic. Yeah. Uh <laughs> We left off with the balloons. So. Left off with the balloons. I don't know what's going on. There. I guess we'll just wait and see when the aliens show up. And uh, maybe they can help us help our gas prices. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I don't understand is why. And I don't want to get too far on a tangent about aliens, but we can, whatever. Um, why does everybody think that like aliens would be mean to us or like, like, be scared of aliens like maybe they'd be nice people maybe they help us out like teach us some shit about energy and stuff like maybe they'd be an asset like maybe they'd be cool that be cool to have as a neighbor i i literally think that aliens like were like driving by and they were like the running low of gas and like they looked to the right and they saw earth and they they looked at earth for a little bit and they're like nah, we're good they like locked the doors and just drove on by <laughs> like nope <laughs> We'll see you again in like 300 million years and see what you did with the place. <laughs> it won't be around. <laughs> no, no, they're like, yeah, we might not make it to the gas station. 
Dude, that's why I'm going to be morbid here for a second. But <laughs> that's that's one thing that like doesn't make or it makes me feel not as scared of dying like at some point because quite frankly, would you rather die in this time frame or would you rather be here like in 300 years or whatever whenever <laughs> the United States ends and that's how you go out. Like, yeah, when the o- when the ozone stops and just stuff just starts like dying and freezing and it's like yeah it's miserable it's like you know i'd rather get hit by a bus or something like that or like you I'd know rather going out, this time frame going out, like, I'm good yeah exactly <laughs> have a heart attack when i'm like 57 years old watching tv and just be like i had a good time it was yeah. pretty fun <laughs> i don't need to see the earth end like no i'm good yep yeah no that's uh that's but yeah, uh, World no, War Three is just like, oh, we'll we'll take that from you. Oh yeah, if we can kick that can down the road, uh, twenty some odd years, no yeah, longer than that. At least, I'm, yeah. Gotta get my my kid and your brother's kids through school and everything, and yep. through the, their lives, and then then it'll be good. Yeah, because we will. Well, you might know their kids, grandkids. Who knows? Maybe. I, I highly doubt I will. I barely know the kids. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll wait for, we'll let them kick that can down the road for a while. Yep. All right. Do we want to start on Super Bowl stuff? Um, I have one side tangent thing to talk about. All right, let's go. And that was my recent vacation. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Chris Jericho, Rock and Rager, Jericho Cruz Four. The four-leaf clover that was supposed to be last year during St. Patrick's Day got pushed a year forward because of COVID, but we did it, and I'm on my third cruise, and holy crap, did I, I, okay, over, under of 12 times that I heard that song. Over. Crush the over. (laughs) I heard that song probably 12 times the first night, (laughs) (laughs) only because... So Jericho Appreciation Society, in the moment of greatness that they are, they played that song every single time they came out. And each one of the Jericho Appreciation Society wrestled like every night. So there's six right there. Fozzie, oh, wow. plays, Fozzie plays twice a day. You get Judas in there at least twice. And then it's just randomly played throughout the ship all the time. So I can't say that I was sick of that song. But I heard that song a lot in the matter of four days on the Norwegian Pearl on the Chris Jericho cruise. Shout out to everyone. A fucking awesome trip as always. I highly recommend it. If you ever have the chance to do it, it's the Super Bowl of wrestling. It is more fun than all the events that WrestleMania has. It's more You're more closer to all the people. You're hanging out on the boat with all the wrestlers, all the talent, all the 
comedians. Brad Williams was on there. Uh, you know, a couple other comedians, whatever. You know, yeah, it was. It's insane. That it sounds insane, man. I want to make it out to one of those someday, but I'll probably won't make it out by the time they stop doing them. I, I don't know how long Jerick was good. Like yeah. I don't know, Jerick was like a, for some reason time does not uh, keep up with Jericho. So, yep. Um, my pre-booking for next year starts in three days, Jeez. so I have to I have to pre-book on Valentine's Day um, for Just next year, back. and I and I will I will be doing it a hundred percent. So that's I am booked for number five, which is. Uh, they say it's uh, five alive or something like that, but we are calling it the Cinco de Jericho. So that's going to be the fans' version of it is Cinco de Jericho. And this one's going to be going to Cozumel, Mexico. Yeah, you know that they uh, where Jericho won't call it uh, Cinco de Jericho himself because he's the Ocho. Yep, he is the Ocho. <laughs> if you so, take yeah. away three. <laughs> yep, exactly. He doesn't want to go down to, down to Cinco. But yeah, I mean, great time. Like, there's so much fun stuff that happens there. The comedy is usually the best because it's just like, it's so raw. And then you get like some of these guys that you don't even know that are funny that like are wrestlers. So they'll come out there and do like a comedy skit and stuff like that. And the music performances are great. The rap performances were awesome. Um, I got to take a picture in the AEW ring again, wearing my macho outfit and my new macho man belt. So that was sweet. Um, Dan Lambert probably stole the show. He was the coolest guy that I saw there only because he is probably one of the bigger wrestling fans that I've ever seen that's involved in wrestling. He brought like 25 of his ring used belts that he bought. He owns like 200 belts. He's a super fan of wrestling belts, but he had Mr. Perfect's belt that he destroyed. That was Hulk Hogan's belt that you thought turned into the hardcore belt, but it didn't kept itself. He has that belt. He had the Eddie Guerrero and Benoit when they were in the middle of the ring celebrating together. He has both of those belts. Um, he, just insane stuff that he has. He has Hogan's original belt from WWF in 1976. Just Jesus. insane, man. I was the whole time. I took pictures with all those freaking belts. That's insane. And then he just put them on a table and he's like, yeah, pick them up, take a picture with them, hold them, see what they feel like, you know, look at them. I'm like, are you serious? Like, this is like, this is a priceless piece of WWE history. Like, you go to WrestleMania Access, and I know you've been there before. What do they do with their belts? They're behind oh. cases. Yeah. You can't touch them. You can't look at them. You can barely take a picture of them. <laughs> He's Dan probably Lambert's just... Out, Dan Lambert's out, like, yeah, I probably paid $100,000 for this, but here, hold on to it. Check it out. I don't care. It's my toy. It's your toy. He's probably like... We're, we're in the middle of the ocean on a boat. Like, where are you well, going to yeah, go? <laughs> we're not going anywhere with it. Like, nobody's going to steal it. Like, we're all we're, – we're family there. Like, let's face it. I mean, I see those people. Like, there's this one kid, and he he had to have been, like, 10 or 11 years old when he was there the first time. So now he's probably 15. But it's so funny, too, because, like, he was a little, little kid when he started. And now he's, like, this, like, awkward teenager dude that's trying to get shots from you. You're like, dude, get the fuck out of here. You're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but like to see him grow up four years in that time period it's just it's so weird and like all the other people you know just random you know AEW Jesus I hung out with him for most of the time and his brother Terry who's super cool he's in a wheelchair uh, but yeah it's how AEW Jesus always usually gets close up because his brother's in a wheelchair but um, both super cool dudes 
you know, shout out to those guys. Shout out to the AEW Ric Flair. He's cool. Um, yeah. That's cool. That is my year. That is my yearly vacation for sure. For our listeners, since I don't think a lot of them know a lot about it, um, why don't you go through like I don't know, maybe go through like a typical day on one of those cruises so they can yeah get for an sure idea. yeah. So you you leave Miami um, in the evening, and everyone goes out to the main pool deck, which you know a normal cruise you'd have like two big swimming pools and hot tubs and stuff like that. This cruise they covered the pools up with a stage and a ramp with the wrestling ring. So the wrestling ring is in the middle of the pool deck outside where they do all the wrestling and stuff like that. But the night you leave, everyone's out there and you, they play Fozzie and we all get shots and we all drink the night away while we sail to port concerts, two hours worth of wrestling, another concert. Then like 10 o'clock at night, you get like comedy. You go to like one of the little uh, studio stages or whatever to watch comedy. Then you get like a talk is Jericho episode for an hour that's live, and then he does his recording. This one he did it with the ex WWE stars of the '80s. So he had Hacksaw Jim Duggan, he had Erwin R. Scheister, IRS, he had Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, and then he had uh, was that it? It was the three of them. So it was four of them. Yep. So he had those three guys with him, and they were talking about how WWF grew in the '80s and '90s. And it was super cool because they just shoot the shit. And they talk about it for real because they don't they don't own Vince anything anymore. They can say whatever the fuck they want to. So they can say if it was good, bad, or whatever. And it's really cool about just to see that side of it of you know them talking about what actually happened when they were there and some funny stories and how uh uh Hacksaw Jim Duggan threw Jake the Snake to the wolves when there was fans trying to kill them and he just closed the door and unlocked the door and let Jake take the brunt of it while he walked out the other way. And <laughs> You know, funny stuff like that. And then you, you know, you go to the next day and you wake up at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, you get breakfast, 10 o'clock in the morning is autograph session. So it's an hour you can go down and there'd be 20 people in this like ballroom that you can get free autographs from, go through, say hi to everyone, get in line, whoever you want to see for autographs. And then you're done. Then you get like another break. And then maybe a little bit later, you'll, they'll have Vicky Guerrero hosting Celebrity Jeopardy. And you get to go watch, you know, the, a couple guys play celebrity jeopardy against each other and then after that like there's photo sessions so you can go get a photo session with hacksaw jim duggan or with uh sabu was there or mickey james was there or stuff like that you just and it's all free nothing costs anything you just get in line on what you want to do and what you want to see and you do that and then there's more wrestling the wrestling is usually two times a day once at like three o'clock and then once to end the night at 10 o'clock and then yeah comedy all the time different stuff going on. There's bowling, there's karaoke every night from midnight to 2 a.m. So like you see the stars go up there and sing karaoke with you and you're, you're sitting in the bar and I'm, I'm buying a shot for Ruby Soho. You know, it's just like, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That is wild. Um, actually I have met Hacksaw and like, man, that dude's so nice. Um, he actually approached me to be honest with you. That's cool. Um, Cause while I was at WrestleMania 30, and uh, he was in the same breakfast restaurant, and I was wearing a Daniel Bryan uh, <laughs> shirt, and like taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "Dude, nice shirt!" and like starts talking to me, like <laughs> shots shit with him for a moment. Like, this he's an awesome dude, real awesome dude. Like, like I said, I didn't even go up to him. Like, he came up to me, so it was really cool. So he must be Daniel Bryan. <laughs> oh, oh. 
That happened all the time. There were so many hoes going on in the boats. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was awesome. I had a IRS sign a dollar bill for me. That was pretty cool. Um, he's like pay up, and he put IRS on it. <laughs> that was a pretty cool, pretty cool autograph to get. Um, Aubrey, such a cool girl. She's such a cool girl. She remembered me from when Full Gear was here, and we had that celebrity bowling event. That went on with the AEW superstars. So you remember me from there? I was like, that's really cool. That was I super appreciated that. Um God, just like random stuff, just like running into people at elevators. Like Satnam Singh was in the elevator. He had to duck to get into the elevator because he's just a monster. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's just a fun time. And it's just like it for like four days, like nothing else matters in the world you're just like hanging out and there's no cell service and wi-fi does not work so literally you just turn you you turn your service off and your phone is literally your camera from now on and that's it so you have no contact with the outside world i know i might have scared you because i did tell you when the cruise was but i think you forgot when the cruise was and you're like Rhodes isn't answering me again the last time this happened he had covid yes uh <laughs> fun story I may, I may have gave some people some panic i should have had like a like an automatic message <laughs> out of office thing. Yeah, so it uh Rhodes did tell me about this, but in my defense, Road Dog has like I don't know, he's gone how many places in the past five months? Yeah, I need to relax for a little bit. <laughs> uh yeah, it's been plenty. So I did forget the exact dates. Um I text Rhodes, didn't hear anything from him. <laughs> text him the next day, didn't hear anything from him. Start checking Twitter. He hasn't posted in three days. Yeah. Like, he yeah. never doesn't post in three uh, days. Yeah, yeah, that's on me. Yeah, it was during the NHL All-Star game and during the Pro Bowl, and I was like, yeah, this is this is what I should be talking right now. There's something wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes, um, but I, I messaged your mom and asked her, hey, did you heard from Jerry? <laughs> oh, he's on his cruise. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Makes sense. You have a, a text out? Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's that's good. I'm glad you called her. That's good. <laughs> At least I know that, like, if I ever go, like, missing in a ditch or something like that, like, it'll only take, like, three or four days as people start worrying. <laughs> well, like, I hadn't noticed you hadn't uh, tweeted, to be honest with you, because that's what yep. actually alarmed me more than you not getting back to me. Like, you not getting <laughs> back to me, like, hey, maybe you're busy or something and working mm-hmm. a lot, but you not tweeting, that just doesn't happen, so. For sure, yep. <laughs> <laughs> good job. <laughs> But yeah, awesome time. And then I came back and I had an extra day in Miami. So I took a Uber up northern-ish, I guess a little bit north, but to go to Sunrise, Florida and watch the Florida Panthers play in their arena against Tampa Bay Lightning. That was pretty cool. That was a good match, good game. I, I appreciate Florida fans are cool. Like they seem to be like Islander fans. Like they're not the lovable Tampa Bay. They're not the winners. They're they're kind of the lovable losers type of thing. But they have a good they have a good fan base. I know people shit on them a lot, but they seem to have a pretty good fan base. I have let's see one two three four five six seven nine ten. I oh wow ten. I didn't realize I did ten on purpose, but that works so good. So I have ten prop bets that this is going to be. You know we've been doing all our you know scores and stuff like that and our picks. We're throwing that out the window. We didn't do all the weeks. This is going to be our ultimate who's better at football, Rhodes versus Froves. It'll be these 10 prop bets 
winner take all. That sounds good to me. <laughs> and I like them. I didn't take all the, the normal ones. I didn't take all the crazy ones. I kind of took a little bit from each other, So we should be able to be having a, a good battle on these ones. So when we get to our Super Bowl picks, we'll end it off with our prop bets for the all championship. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good to me. And uh, speaking of, if this won't be a prop bet, I just got to ask because this is a, a big deal this weekend. I'm super excited for it. Uh, kick a destiny. Think he's got it? Oh, he has to. He has to. Like, you, you're pump, if they're pumping this up that much, and like, the guy's not a loser. Like, he's kind of, he kind of turns everything into gold. He does turn everything into gold. <laughs> and I and I honestly think if he couldn't couldn't have done it, this would have never happened. I I think he knows that he can do it. I think he's done it before. I think he knows he can do it. So there's knowing you can do it and like and do it, yeah. It's I mean field goal, train field I mean think about it. There's that uh that Dallas kicker fucking misses four <laughs> extra points. Like correct, correct. But but he has kicked field goals, and he he knows that he can kick a thirty six, you know, whatever darn field goal. Right, he can do it. It's just will he will he come through? <laughs> yeah, me kicking that same field goal would take a shit ton of luck to do it. I don't think Gronk is in the same category as I am for the amount of luck it would take to make that field goal. No, no, it's not. I, I think I think he is he is either practiced or he is just has that athletic ability to just do it. Dude, he's trained with Vinatieri, didn't you? I, I know, I know. <laughs> and Vinatieri is jacked, dude. Yep. <laughs> guy's so huge. Mm-hmm. It's like that guy was a kicker. Yep. <laughs> Just a monster. But yeah, I think all we have left is Super Bowl, unless you can think of anything else. No, I think we hit on what we needed to hit on for all of Minnesota being crap right now. All right, hi, I'm Jay Rhodes, and I am with the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. If you guys are in Las Vegas, you guys need to check out this great grocery store named Vaughn's. Visit your neighborhood Vaughn's located at 1131 East Tropicana Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada, for a convenient and friendly grocery experience. From our wide selection of groceries, bakery, deli, and fresh produce, we've got you covered. Our bakery features customizable cakes, cupcakes, and more, while the deli offers a variety of party trays made to order. Our pickup service, order ahead, even allows you to place your bakery order online so it's ready for you when you get here. All the great things you can find at your local Vaughn's. They also sell beer. They also sell beer. Yeah, I think we are. I think we're ready to talk about Super Bowl. I'm down. All right. Let me pull something up real quick. While you're doing that, let's uh, kind of chat about uh, how these two teams got there, um, starting with the Eagles. Yeah, I kind of blacked out on the Eagles. So, uh, <laughs> what's the Vikings lost? <laughs> They beat the team that beat us. <laughs> well, here's the thing about the Eagles. Uh, that was one of the craziest games I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, how how does a NFL game happen where you don't have a quarterback at all? Where you're looking at your fifth option at quarterback. Well, and they lost him too. Yes. Well, no, fifth would have been uh, McCaffrey. 
Oh, yes, but they didn't <laughs> use him because he yep. had a calf issue. So yep. instead, they put in Brock Purdy, who can't throw because yep. he had a torn UCL, I believe, yep. in his elbow. And so, like, you're literally just handing off, like, I, it was nuts. It was uh, – this is – and I'm not going to say this very often because I do think Kyle Shanahan might be one of the best play callers in the league, if not the best play caller in the league. But I thought they could have got more creative uh, when they didn't have a quarterback. Like, Yeah, do maybe, something. Maybe, like, some type of, like, I don't know uh, – wide receiver pass or something with Debo or something or yeah I don't know I, you, they're just I felt like run a few more like reverses or like end arounds or didn't they but, get intercepted on one of the trick plays though I thought they had like one trick play really soon that got them intercepted and they were like whoa let's let's go ahead and uh like less it down a little bit it if they did and if that was the th- mind or mindset, like I, I can't confirm or deny if that happened. Yeah. I don't remember it. Um, I think there was. Yeah, I don't remember it. Uh, I remember there being one in the KC Bengals game. Yeah. Because that was. Yeah, the KC Bengals game, there was one. But, anyways, regardless, even if that was their mindset, like you can't, you have to continue to do something. You don't have a quarterback. Like, yeah. you can't just keep running like you're running because they, they're already stacking the box. Like, you got to try to get someone out of the box. Like, yeah, no, it's true. Because they're not stacking eight in the box, they're stacking 10, 11 in the box. Like, yeah, and it's not like there. it was, it's not like it was the fourth quarter and they're up by 12. It was the whole game they basically had to play without quarterbacks. Yeah, it, it started in the first half. Like, Yep. And then, like, you're wondering if Brock's going to be able to come back, like, because you don't know how severe it is. And then, I guess, and TV did not show this very <laughs> well because they were showing Brock throwing on the sidelines. But I was told by someone who was there, um, I want to say it was Debo, uh, once again, from the Pat Max P show. Um, but I guess he'd throw it. And, like, he could, like, throw the ball, but it just died. Like, yeah. it wouldn't go anywhere. So, like, when you're watching on TV, you just see the release. You don't see where the ball's actually going. Like, you don't mm-hmm. see it going to the other person, so you have no idea of what this ball's doing. Yeah. Then we find out at the end of the game that he had torn UCL. Like, there was no way he could throw that ball. <laughs> like, So, tough break for Brock Purdy. Um, hell of a season. Hell of a season to Brock Purdy. I believe he is the Niners' starting quarterback moving forward. Yeah, he won himself a starting position somewhere in the NFL, at least. I think he's the Niners starting quarterback. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that's that's why I don't think Rodgers is going there, because I don't think they're looking. I think they got Trey Lance, and they got Brock Purdy. And I think Brock Purdy's the starter if he's healthy in time. I was going to say, because that's going to be a thing, too, is how long is it going to take for him to recover from this? Well, it sounds like he's getting – so I've heard a lot of people talk about this, a lot of different doctors, and from what I've heard is he's getting some type of hybrid surgery on it. It's not Tommy John. So it won't so, be a Tommy John thing, okay. No, it won't be a Tommy John. They say in six months is what it kind of looks like, which puts him about at training camp. Okay. So, but that's if everything goes right. Like, things can go wrong. You can have setbacks. Um, but that's so... It'll be interesting. Otherwise, I think they start Trey Lance and have uh, someone else as their backup until Brock's ready, and then 
if Lance is killing it, then Lance probably stays in. And if he's not, then Brock probably starts and Trey Lance takes the backup role. <laughs> what a crazy year for the 49ers. Yeah. And they almost made the Super Bowl with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they go from starting when we're seeing them at US Bank for the preseason game where Jimmy G doesn't even have a playbook because he's not going to be on the roster anytime soon. <laughs> and to what we see happen the rest of the year is just crazy. He was practicing on a separate field. He wasn't even practicing with the team. Like, nope. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, <laughs> so, and here's the other thing when it comes to Jimmy G, because this name is getting thrown around a lot for teams that like Jimmy G, teams that want Jimmy G. When was the last time he played a full season? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I, I can't remember. Like, I, cause he didn't even. Dude, when he came in for Brady, when Brady had to sit those games for uh, to play Gate or whatever, yeah, he only got to play like two of them, two and a half of them. And then he got hurt. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett had to play the uh, one of them. Mm-hmm. So the guy can't stay healthy for four games. Like what? I Jimmy G is out on me, not because of his talent, because he is talented. Um, I don't think he's the greatest, but he is talented. Like he definitely knows how to get the rock out. Um, but as far as do you think he can make it a full season, including playoffs and a Super Bowl? I don't think so. Yeah. He'd have to prove that to me, and I have not seen that. So that's and I think I honestly think other teams think this too. Because I think if they didn't think that, he would have got traded last year, like last offseason. Mm-hmm. Like, but he didn't, which they knew, like obviously he wasn't even with the team. Like wasn't yeah. even like practicing with the team. So that's obviously he wasn't going to be there and they couldn't unload him. I mean, all that means is I think other teams are thinking the same thing I was thinking. Like he he can't stay healthy. And then sure shit, he gets a chance this year because of Trey Lance's early gets what, maybe four games in or something. And then he's injured again. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly how many games he played. Well, San Francisco ended on a 12-game win streak. And Purdy won. He started 11 of them, I believe. So, it couldn't have been much for Jimmy G, put that way. Yeah. Maybe Purdy won nine of them. But still, like, yeah, it's just he can't stay healthy. It's That's... Damn shame for the Niners. Um, and, well, I'm not even going to say a damn shame. It's just it's smart for teams to watch someone's health like that. And it's actually a damn shame for Jimmy Garoppolo because he is a pretty damn good quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Purdy's the starter moving forward. We'll see if I'm right or not, but that's what I think is going to happen. And, actually, Shanahan kind of alluded to it um, in season. He said, this is our guy moving forward. So, Yeah. But that that was the Eagles Niners. Um, yep. Now let's talk about the game that uh, has made everyone want to call the NFL fixed <laughs> or, or scripted, like all the different words you want to use for not legit. KC <laughs> um, and Cincinnati. Um, early in the game. This is what everyone is going to complain about till the end of time if you're a Bengals fan about this season. 
third and nine. Uh, play uh, for the night or for Casey. Um, pretty long field goal, I believe. Um, if they don't get it, and they don't get it, play goes off. Play goes. Everyone plays. Don't get it. Then referees get together, <laughs> and you can see from some outside camp the back judge, like do way in the back, You're running from like sixty yards away. Yeah, not blowing his whistle, mind you, not blowing his whistle. <laughs> and I can't remember what he even called or like why he wanted it stopped. Oh, the play clock or the clock, the game clock was off by two seconds or something. Yep. And that's not even his job to check. <laughs> so, um, and why couldn't they fix it after the play happened? Um, unevaded. And so, I mean, we all know how this goes. KC gets another shot. They get the first down. They end up scoring a touchdown on drive. Um, game changer. Absolute game changer. Uh, it's like, what the fuck, NFL? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is in. You know that these refs screwed up because there will probably even be KC fans that that's one of the most memorable plays of that entire game. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about that game. It's not the game-winning drive. It's not the game-winning field goal that KC kicked. It's not Joey Burrow throwing strikes. Um, it's literally the Bengals getting hosed by a referee doing a job that wasn't even his. Yeah, and, the one thing that I will take out of that whole game is the the bonehead penalty at the end. Oh, it's a stupid penalty. You can't yeah. do that. No, there's no... You lost your team that game by being that dumb of a play. I don't know if he lost it, that team the game, though, because Butker can make that field goal. True. They still would have probably made it, but yep. he Where definitely, he uh, yeah, he definitely he did it, not help his team. Easier. Yeah, he made, <laughs> yes. he made a chip instead of uh, a decently long kick. Now, Butker's yep. going to make that kick. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. So, um, I think they were already screwed at that point. And, I mean, hats off to KC that they were able to move it down, but. Yeah, at bonehead penalties, but also phantom penalties, too. There's a few of those um, that I didn't understand. Nearly yep. the announcers, like, this was... A lot of holding that really was ticky-tack. Or didn't even happen. There's one yep. that didn't even happen <laughs> that they called. Um, and it's... So you know the refing is bad because it's very rare for commentators to basically bag on the refs. And they couldn't help it. They had... They were... They would have felt like frauds or sounded like idiots if they weren't pointing some of this stuff out. Mm. So that's it's unfortunate because that was one hell of a game. But man, the referees really starred in that game. Yeah. But that's my takeaway from the uh, two championships, the AFC NFC championship. You got anything mm -hmm. else on those? Not really much to add. Like, it kind of sucks because I really didn't get to watch them that much because I was working during the championship games. So it wasn't really, I don't know. I, I'm i glad that, like, the way they went down, like, it wasn't really, you know, like, oh, it's the best games I've ever seen in the whole time. I'm like, eh, I really, really didn't miss much. <laughs> KC Cincinnati one was a pretty good game as far as, uh, like, I mean, last second field goal wins it. But yeah. At the same time, it, like I said, the refs were the star, so it kind of gets the good game got lost in the referees, which you, know, yeah. you hate to hear, but it For was, sure. was what it was. So, yeah. 
but now that that sets us up to where we're going tomorrow. Super Bowl. God, what the hell is this one? Uh, 39? <laughs> yep, 39. Super Bowl 39. Wait, no. Wait, no. Right. No, no. We're WrestleMania at, 39. No. We're WrestleMania 39. It's Super Bowl 57 because Karen Top said it's as old as he is. Oh, yep. So, yeah, 57. Yeah, okay, 57. Sorry. Because yeah. 52 is here. <laughs> damn, Roman numerals, the only goddamn people who use them <laughs> are in the NFL. Yeah. But, okay. Philly so, and the Chiefs. Obviously, we hate Philly. Um, Obviously. Let's, before we start picks, let's uh, just give our opinions on the game, what we're looking at. Um, don't have to give away what side you're leaning on, just what you think each team's strength is. So I think this this game has a chance of being an absolute like air raid game. I think it has that has a chance of being the highest scoring uh, Super Bowl in history. Really, I do. That is not something I would have guessed. And I don't want I don't want it to be because that means that Philly's going to be up there in points and they're going to have a chance. I would love to see Kansas City take them to the woodshed and beat them twenty eight nothing, but I don't think that's going to happen from what I've seen the Eagles play. But the Eagles have also not really had any tests lately, and we don't really know what Jalen Hurts is yet. He hasn't been tested at all yet to see what what his injury is. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes will be healthy. I don't think I don't think the ankle is going to be a problem for me. I think whatever it was, he has either figured it out or they have prepped it or they have managed it to make sure it's not going to be an issue for the game. Give me a battle of tight ends. Um, running backs will be probably the goal line touchdowns but probably that's going to be it they're not going to be used as much as the wide receivers and I think there's going to be a lot of deep throws a lot of big touchdowns in this game so the part I can see on that is that uh, you have a super young secondary for the Chiefs so it lends itself because and Patrick Mahomes on the other side so it lends itself the possibility of that however that it's not really uh, Philadelphia's game style and I think that's – it's not going to be Philadelphia's game plan either, I assume. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll pick their shots. But what what's the best – what's the best our defense against Patrick Mahomes? Not letting him on the field. Yeah. So longer your offense can stay on the field just grinding it out and getting points, like take up as much clock as possible, that, that's how you're going to try to beat him. Yes, I would imagine that's got to be the the overwhelming game plan, especially mm-hmm. since you're a great running team. You run all three running backs. Your quarterback both, runs. Both teams will want to do that too. Both the teams will run to kind of want to get the time of possession up there. I don't think that KC is going to run the ball at all. Like <laughs> I think I, if if the over under on how many running plays they have is fifteen, I take the under. Like, and ten of them will be Mahomes. <laughs> Or they'd be like backwards passes that count as running plays, but they're not technically. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yes, like, yeah, you're probably, well, I don't know how 
I mean, Mahomes will probably take off a couple times. I don't know how much he'll take off. Uh, obviously, big story still, uh, the ankle. Um, the exact quote coming out of KC was that he's not 100%, but that he can't play 100 or like he's 100%. Yeah. So take that for what you will um, at the same time. Tim running because uh, – that ankle might be playable right now. He takes another shot to it, though. Yeah. Like, rolls up. Never know. Yeah, I mean, he's in trouble then. So, I mean, you probably yeah. just want to want – I would think you the goal would be to probably keep, contain him. Uh, well, Eagles want to contain him. But I, I would think that if they can keep him clean and keep him from running, I think they would prefer that. Now – yeah. It's Mahomes. They're not going to tell him not to do what he does. It's is who he is. Like that's what makes him as great as he is. Which also is another reason. Going back to the Mahomes possibly catching Brady type conversation. Mahomes is too reckless with his body. Also, um, so that's another thing that could hold him back from that conversation. Yeah. Um. Yes. With as as go with my take, like, I, um. Trenches is, I think, going to be a big area of this game. Um, in the trenches, like that's this feels like one of those games because if if they're getting at Mahomes, like even as great as he is, if they're getting after him, like that that's going to cause problems at some point. It will cause a mistake at some point. Um, even the best player, I mean, who Mahomes reminds me of, and I hate to bring. Actually, you know what? I don't have to bring this name up. I'll bring up a different one. Um, because it, it's the guy's not didn't yeah. play as well or doesn't have as big of a career as in the NFL, but he's well known as Tony Romo. Tony Romo would run around and like he'd sling it, he'd make some plays, but he'd also make some mistakes because <laughs> he'll do something pretty stupid. Yeah, because yeah, that's just it's a belief in yourself. Like it's it's not he makes a stupid play because he believes he can make that play. Yeah, so he ends up putting himself in trouble and. uh and that's so it, it depends. Like everything I've been seeing is the Eagles have a very deep team. KC has Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. Yeah. Yep. So very could be a very even game. Mm-hmm. Could be a very even game. I hope it's like what you're saying, though. I that I would love to see a blowout. I don't want to see you no know, grind it out. I I, I don't want to see it. I want to see some it's fireworks on both sides. Yeah. So that's that's my evaluation of this game. We want to start uh, start going through some bets. Okay, so this is going to be for the whole Maracas. The entire season comes down to this: J. Rhodes versus Froves. First thing we're going to do: let's go easy. Who wins, and what's the score? Oh, we're doing score too. Ooh. Yep. Oh, we're just going to get spread. Oh um, no. Let's see here. Let me go doing math here. I go 30. Hold on. Six, four, 37 <laughs> to. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do this. 37 to. Uh, 37, 31 Eagles. Wow. 
All right. I had mine written down before you said yours, and I thought you were going to actually match my score. I have Kansas City winning 34-28. So we're both saying overs hitting, so. Yep, both saying the overs hitting. Okay. Oh, first I'll, be... first I want to share this because we're talking about the overalls. So I can say it. As much as I hate the Eagles, what allows me to pick the Eagles in this, not only do I think they're going to win, and that's how you're supposed to bet, but Barstool, because I give everyone credit that says it, uh, shares my segment perfectly. It says, post on Twitter, Jackson Mahomes is one <laughs> on a one-man mission to unite America behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, God. <laughs> that's hilarious. My exact feelings, but okay, come on. <laughs> okay, so what will be the first scoring play? And the options are Eagles touchdown, Chiefs touchdown, Eagles field goal, Chiefs field goal, Eagles safety, Chiefs safety. Um, God, this really, it, my mind depends on who gets the ball first. Uh, let's go Eagles touchdown. Eagles touchdown. <laughs> Okay, I will go with Chiefs field goal. Okay. What team scores first? I just had Eagles touchdown, so Eagles, I guess. Yeah, you don't want to go against your pick. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And the first scoring play would be me for Kansas City. All right. Who has the first punt? Ooh, that's a hard look. I know. There, there might not be one in the first half. Let's face it. If there's not one in the game, then this will this will just uh, scratch out. But there will yeah, be a punch, I'm sure. Um, I'm going to have to – gosh, I got to say – I'm going to say Kansas City, to be honest with you. Kansas City punts first. And there's a one reason that I say that, and it's mainly because of Nick Sirianni. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot more going for a four and fourth down, so. Yeah, I have to go with that, too. Kansas City first punch. Okay, who has the first kickoff for a touchback? Probably whoever kicks first. <laughs> no, I actually think it's the exact opposite. But Really? So the first one's going to be returned? Oh, man, yeah. I don't want to know what the props of that is. I've actually got some uh, inside info on that one. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give it out. There's no reason not to because yeah. you already made your pick. Yep. Um, wait, did you make your pick? Yes, I have it written down already. Okay. Um, no, on the McAfee show, McAfee was a kicker. And he said, like, they always have the brand new ball on the opening oh, kickoff. Oh, no. So oh, no. That one, that end, one so. never gets out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say the second kick uh, return or it gets – uh, is a touchback. The first one gets returned. So, okay. But what team? Oh God, we got the team on it too. Who kicks the first touchback? Who kicks it? <laughs> yeah. Who the hell knows? Like I know. This is so, so what you have to do? What you have to do is you have to basically guess who's kicking okay. first, and then who's the next? Who's the next person? So you would probably say Philly. Wait, so you're just, seeing Philly. You're seeing Philly would score a touchdown, the and then they would be the. It's the kicking the, team that we're picking, though, not the, the receiving team. team. Okay, yeah, team. then Philly. Yeah, then Philly. Who kicks it? Yeah, that's I put first, yep. Philly. Who kicks it out the end zone first? That's yep. Philly. Okay. Total punts at six and a half. Under or over? Under. Six and a half punts. This is an easy under. Yep. If under. you had 
if you had a mortgage and you didn't care, you bet the mortgage on the under for six and a half months. Dude, what is what is the plus minus on that bet? It is. Okay, was she punt first? Okay, so over six and a half is minus one fifty, and under is actually the favorite or the, the money oh one God. plus one sixteen. Oh, I like that bet. So yeah, I like that bet. Okay, so easy one, or not easy one, but a basic one. Who wins the Super Bowl MVP? And right now on this bet MGM, it's just Hurts or Mahomes. No, yeah, well, let's. I mean, I'm picking Philadelphia to win, so I gotta go with Hurts. Like, okay, so I I mean, Mahomes. it's like so impossible. Like to like, it's almost like we picked our bets already. Like with yeah, follow the winning. Yep. Okay. Um. This is a fun one that always has to be included. Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem. The over-under is set at 120 and a half seconds. That's so that's that is, two minutes. It's two minutes and a half second. For Chris Stapleton, country car star singer, if you know who he is. <laughs> I, I love I love how you have the hook on it. Like Vegas even puts a hook on the, this prop bet is a half second yep. hook. It's that yep. point. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, his country singer. I'm gonna go with the under on this one. All right. I he's but I'm gonna go over. I think he's gonna he's gonna put a little bit of a a little bit of a Diana Ross twang to it and extend it out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. If that hook wasn't there, I might have uh, taken the over. <laughs> that half second just kills like, you, right? Yeah. Like, and they're and they're set at minus one fifteen for each, so it's pick them. Okay. Yeah. Because all right. On that one. So here we go. Who wins the coin toss? Okay, I'm going tails. Tails, dude. Tails never fails. It has to be tails. Fun fact. Okay. Uh, fun fact is that heads is hit four out of the last six times, and they are pickums plus one hundred for both. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, this is the fun one. So you're saying that Philadelphia is going to win the Super Bowl. I'm saying the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. What color will the Gatorade be? Yeah, uh, I gotta go with yellow. Yellow. Okay, and I'm going to go for the favorite in orange. Oh, no, yellow is the favorite. I'm going to go with the second favorite in orange. Orange is plus 300. Yellow is or green is 165. Blue is plus 400. Red, plus 450. Clear is plus 750, which I think is a really good pick at 750 because they use a lot of clear Gatorade. And purple is plus 750. So... This goes along with my uh, pick in Philadelphia because Philadelphia has used uh, yellow Gatorade all season long. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Kansas City uses orange. I'm pretty sure. I have, I have no idea. The only reason I know about uh, <laughs> Philadelphia is I heard it from a, a gambling guy today. Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay, that is our ten prop bets for winner take all for the season. All right, so we got 10 props. We got uh, our game picks. Yeah, game picks are in. Props are in. 
We are ready for the Super Bowl, brother. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl, was it 5.30 Central still? 5.30 Central, I think pregame started about three hours ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on NFL Network, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to throw out a mom question if she's still listening. Hey, mom, uh, Super Bowl is coming up. You'll be watching it tomorrow night. Well, two-part question. What is your favorite Super Bowl commercial? And which Super Bowl commercial do you like the best from this year? Okay. A two-parter there. Nice. nice. I like that. Um, yeah. Now i got to pose a question to you because uh, I'm curious because I saw a poll out on Twitter about this, and they didn't have mine um, as an option. But what is your favorite uh, Super Bowl halftime show of all time? It's Rihanna this ooh, year. Ooh. So I well, so um I don't care about the Super Bowl halftime show this year at all. Well, yeah, I, I don't really care at all. about this all year at all either. But what was your favorite one? Last time? year's last year's had to do it, man. That's mine. I there would have been like the three like that, had to. Yeah, the, the three that I have in my mind, last year's number one for me, just hands yeah. down, it's number one. Um the Prince so one great. is probably number three, which pains me because we live in Minneapolis. Yeah, but number two's got to be Michael Jackson in my mind. See, I don't remember the Michael Jackson halftime show. The only thing I didn't like about the Michael Jackson halftime show is that they uh, did like some CGI crap where he's on top of the yeah uh, scoreboard, and then all of a sudden, like he disappears and like appears on the stage. That was the only bad thing about it. <laughs> like, but yes, I don't I, remember what Super Bowl it was, but I do remember that halftime performance. It was it was back in the early nineties. Yeah, for sure. Um, I liked Insinko Smith. That was a good halftime show. Um with InSync, Aerosmith, Britney Spears, all that collaboration. I think that was cool. The um, one two years ago was absolutely dog shit with like the weekend or whatever. That was horrible. Let me look. Let me Google halftime shows. Well, there's also uh, some like old school people, like some really old, like the Mick Jagger ones. Yeah, those those the are ones horrible. Af- the ones after the uh, what what were they calling the Janet war? Jackson? Yeah, the, Gate. Oh no! What the, did they call? No, they called it uh, the wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, nineteen ninety three was Michael Jackson's uh, oh, Super wow. Bowl performance. I will give uh, U.S. Bank Stadium was pretty awesome with Justin Timberlake. I think that was a pretty good Super Bowl performance. I don't remember seeing it. Where was I for the Minneapolis one? Was I working? I think I might have been working. You probably were, yeah. That was shortly after I'd started at Mystic, so I was working nights. I didn't like the Shakira one. I didn't like the Maroon 5 one. I didn't like the Lady Gaga. Coldplay was kind of cool. That was Bruno Mars and Beyonce and all that. Mm. Other Beyonce. Um, Madonna one wasn't good. Black Eyed Peas was pretty good with Usher. The Who was horrible. Um, yeah, and then they had the Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, Prince, is Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney. Yeah, all the ones after uh, the 
Yep, after the wardrobe malfunction. Yep. What the hell am I looking at? What in the... What are we doing here? Uh... <laughs> Winter Magic. Winter Magic was the best. <laughs> that was the one we had in the Metrodome. Gloria <laughs> Stefan, Brian Botano, and Dorothy Hamill, and then the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team and the University of Minnesota marching band. <laughs> Playing Winter Magic. I'm looking through. I'm just on the 90s now. So I'm going, oh, dude, New Kids on the Block was on it. In it. <laughs> that was 91. <laughs> oh, my God. This had to be a terrible one. I know you like country music, but I don't know how country music gets you jacked up, especially old school country music at a Super Bowl. Like Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt. Oh, yeah. Judds. Horrible. Yeah. No way. Uh, Dude, there was a Shania Twain uh, Grey Cup performance that was just like a couple years ago. And it was so hilarious because it was so Canadian. Like she rode in on a dog sled with Mounties on the back. And she had like the big furry coat. And there were snowmobiles, jumping jumps. And it was just like, this is Canada. <laughs> Winter magic. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Oh my god, this sounds terrible. It's Dorothy Hamill and Brian Botano. <laughs> what would Brian Botano do? So this is why the metronome came down. Yeah, this is what Minnesota chose, the winter magic. That's awful. This is what they did. That's awful. I'm actually getting irritated listening to it now. Oh, it's 13 minutes. All right, I'll yeah. 10 minutes in. <laughs> Gloria Stefan. <laughs> Finally, something you can actually listen to. She's still in the winter magic, though. <laughs> yeah. They, they changed the scene. I'm sorry, this is straight trash. This is horrible. <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't give us a Super Bowl for so long after that. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Check that out. Awful. <laughs> I wouldn't give us a Super Bowl after that. Good God. Like, oh, that's rough. 
Drawing stones. Okay, I'm a little confused here. Oh, what are you looking for? No, I was just looking. I found it. I figured it out. <laughs> when they had to go all old school. Like, <laughs> dude, honestly, most of these have sucked. Like, Yes, very much so. The Katy Perry one, the only thing anyone ever will remember out of that Left shark. one. Yeah, <laughs> this is a shark. Um... Oh, Lady Gaga, dude! Lady Gaga is the nastiest person alive. Like, <laughs> I saw a clip of her, like she was performing somewhere, and like part of it, like so she's performing on the piano, and she's having this other girl, like while she's on stage, like puke on her chest. Oh, cool! Yeah, disgusting. Sorry, people that are listening <laughs> to us, like Road Dog can edit that out if he wants to, because that's just nasty, and you guys don't. I'm sorry. I guess everyone has to suffer since I had to see it. <laughs> actually, actually, I didn't see it actually happen. Like the video had started, I read what it said on the uh, in the caption, and I was like, "Oh, nope, turning, <laughs> keep scrolling." Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So this one was pretty good too. The Shakira and Jennifer Lopez one. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. That one was pretty cool. Otherwise, honestly, most of these have sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, fun fact that. Uh, some of our listeners may not know about the halftime show for the Super Bowl, but these performers do not get paid by the NFL. Interesting. So, and a lot of times they actually have money come out of their own pocket. So the NFL gives them so much money, but they don't pay for like the stage and all the people and all the, all the stage yeah. hands and everything. So the artist has to pay for all of them. So they use all of that money that the NFL gave them just to, and usually it's not enough. So then they'll pay money out of their own pocket. So performers at the uh, halftime show do not actually uh, get paid by the NFL. So hold on. Do we need to recant our previous statement that Winter Magic sucked? Because we probably banked a lot of money off of that. We probably made a profit off of Winter Magic. Because <laughs> this stage <laughs> is so much crap. Because the NFL probably paid us like $3 million. It probably cost us like... Sixty-two dollars to perform that on halftime. Oh no, they don't pay. They don't even give you that much. They don't give you three. Well, what, whatever they give you, if they gave us a hundred bucks, we probably still made a profit. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, high school band, you guys want to do Winter Magic? Yeah, you guys did it for your uh, your high school reunion last year, right? Okay, do it again. <laughs> yeah, and I did. So I'm trying to remember where I saw it, but because um, they actually had a breakdown. Oh, I think it was on CNN. Um, but they had a breakdown of like how this actually does work out for the artist that's why they do take it go ahead (laughs) because so like they take it even though they spell like i know a couple artists have spent like seven million of their own money but like after having that big of an audience see them like their album sales will like triple in like a week um they just get a ton of exposure like ticket sales will um, someone sold out all of their venues like the next day after the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. It's just insane. Like, so there's a reason they do it, but it still seems kind of sleazy that the NFL makes them freaking pay to do it. Yeah. Like, hey, come do the come do the halftime show. We're not going to pay you anything for it, but hey, you could make some money off the back end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> But yeah, 
That's that's that was my fun fact about the uh, Sweet. show. That's all I that's got. That's awesome. I think I think that's all I got too. I think we are good for our Super Bowl episode. And like I said, um, I'll flip this one around, flip it and reverse it. Yep, 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 yep. And then have it out for you guys before Super Bowl Sunday, before the uh, pregame show. So should be good to go with that. Um, I thank you guys for listening. Any new listeners, any old listeners, all the OGs, we respect you guys. We love you guys. Keep listening. We're going to keep putting it out. Uh, like we said, the last month was just kind of crazy, so we couldn't really get anything out for you guys. But we are going into February, going into March. Um yeah, the Wild aren't going to be doing much, so I'll have plenty of spare time to do do episodes So during hockey season. Yeah. So, yeah, keep us followed. Go on Twitter, at JRoadsReal, at Froves, at NormSucksPodcast. Um, hit us up. Let us know what you want to listen to, what you want to see, what you want to have us do. Um, we're open. Whatever you guys want, we will do. So let us know. Thanks, guys. Happy Super Bowl, everyone. Happy Super Bowl. Go Chiefs. I want to thank everyone for checking out our podcast. Look forward for more episodes. Also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Norm Sucks Podcast. Thank you. Have a good day.